Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So, let's get started, I suppose. We are live on Fact Hunter Radio regardless, and this is the Ball Busters Podcast, radio show, and Roku TV channel, Joshua TV channel, and we are going to kick it off. Let's not waste any time. we got a lot to cover today. Dr. Brian Artis was a guest. He and I spoke for about an hour yesterday. It's pre-recorded. I've got a video that I put together, did all the editing on, and I'm going to play that today. I've got a lot of good things coming up your way. You're going to enjoy this next few hours if you can hear it. If you can't, then I'm talking to myself, kind of, but the podcast will understand, and so will the, radio, the video after the fact. So let's get rolling. And yes, if anybody is listening, if they hear me or they don't hear me, give me a sound test. Let me sound check. Let me know what's going on because I hear nada. You're listening to the best smelling man in radio, the Ballbusters podcast. This is my jurisdiction again. A line is crossed as I have been. Punishment. Don't get caught broadcasting out of your anus. Stay grounded to earth. Learn the facts at FactHunterRadio.com. We now return to Ballbusters podcast already in violation. Okay, we're back. And let's see. So far, no one has checked in to say whether or not I can be heard. So we're just going to keep rolling. I'm still recording on the, uh, what do you call it? the OBS, so one way or the other. There's a lot of feedback I can hear in my headphones. Hopefully that doesn't come off on the recording because it'll ruin the recording too. But let's go to first item up for bid, <laughs> as I used to say. All right. We've got, I just got to find it real quick. I had, had it all queued up and then I had to go do something. So here is the video. I made a two-hour video last night and this thing, so I'm just going to have to guess when the, when the breaks are too. That's that's weird. Anyhow, the um, the man who brought us the horrors and, and, and exposed the, the true nature of remdesivir to the American public was Dr. Brian Artis. He had been working and researching in this for quite a long time. He had a personal story. Someone who was close to him was taken by the NIH slash CDC protocols where they only allow one type of drug, one type of method to be utilized in treating, quote-unquote, COVID patients, and that was remdesivir. From there, 
he was sparked into other things, and he recently came to the public with a bunch of information, numerous documents, all kinds of evidence proving that they are, in fact, utilizing a certain particular type of poison to make people sick, and this is what's causing the illness. And, you know, if it's, if it's not this one thing, it's something that does the exact same things that this thing does. But the documented evidence shows that they quite literally have been using this for a very long time. Yeah, I'm getting desktop audio. I shouldn't be getting it if, I'm not, if I don't have desktop audio playing. So there's definitely a lot of feedback going on on the system right now, guys. I'm not sure if you have to, like, restart your, um, your servers or something, but something's up. Because there's, I can I can see the audio desktop feed up, and it's it's certainly doing something, and that's not me. My my mic audio is a completely separate track, and I can hear there's a lot of feedback on uh, Skype right now, and it's actually muffling whatever you guys are putting on. So that's my connection to you. So if you guys can't hear anything that I'm saying, I apologize, but someone's gotta be listening in order for that to matter, right? They've gotta be able to tell the station the station's got to be able to tell me to stop or something and uh wait for them to fix something but i'm going to keep going regardless because i still have uh, the show must go on <laughs> all right let's get this kicked off all right this is the video i'm going to interject from time to time and if i can't hear the breaks i'm just going to go over the top no i'm not i'm, I'm at 650 at 6:57 my time We'll, we'll stop and then we'll come back four minutes later. I'll just have to time my my phone for it or something because I have no idea. I, there's no, there's no, I can't hear anything. I can't hear any of the actual radio stations broadcast because of this hissing wind that sound that I can hear in the headphones. All right, let's go. Let's do this. So I'm going to go through a lot of information. How many of you know who I am or have seen me in the have media? Have to turn this up a little bit. I have to give a great big thank you to Dr. Rainier Fulmick out of Germany. Did y'all see that interview? The German Corona Committee Foundation reached out to me and asked me to provide all of the documentation to them who are suing the World Health Organization with a thousand doctors. <laughs> 10,000 MDs and they reached out to me privately to give them a one and a half hour documentation of Anthony Fauci's knowledge of how he was going to kill people before the pandemic started, how he's still doing it right now while you're seated here. And I'm gonna give you some of that information here and I wanna put up a slide. I just have to thank Dr. Rainier Fulmick. Also, just real quickly, I gotta get this out of the way. If, you, if any of you have loved ones who are being treated in ICUs for any of the variants of COVID-19, or SARS-CoV-2, you have to write this down, convey it to your loved ones, myfreedoctor.com. It is proven these doctors will help you get early treatment for COVID-19, get you the prescriptions that you need for free, go there, early treatment is the proven option, and these doctors are there standing for you. They will write you free prescriptions, telemedicine, offer them donations, do it. They will save your life. February 2020, China was seeking a patent on remdesivir from Gilead Sciences, who manufactures remdesivir, the drug. This is in February, 2020. I want you to go to the next slide. This is just the article. Look here. A study published in the New England Journal of Medicine last week reported a coronavirus patient in the United States. How many? A. 
coronavirus patient in the United States was found to show an improvement after taking remdesivir, which is also used to treat infectious diseases such as Ebola. All right, guys. So what you're listening to right now is Reawaken America. It was a convention or, you know, an event that Dr. Brian Artis, he is a retired doctor, I believe a chiropractor, who had a personal loved one, a family member, a father-in-law, who was being murdered by doctors. He stepped in and told them to do a certain procedure to alleviate his uh, symptoms, and it was working. He was almost a full rapid recovery. They then said that they would have to stop doing that procedure and, and forbid it from their hospital. And then they put him back on the protocol and kicked him out with security so he, can, he couldn't intervene anymore. And they subsequently murdered his, his, his loved one, his, his father-in-law. So that's what got him going after these people in the first place. He has skin in the game. They, they personally and physically harmed someone that he cared about. So that's what's going on here. That's who I'm talking to later on in this, in this video here. And th remember the Ebola, because that's going to come up. And when we start talking about water and different methods for getting people sick and what they would put it in to get the masses uh, exposed to it, remember the word Ebola, remember the term, remember that name, remember that quote-unquote virus, because that's going to that's gonna play into things later. All right. This is February 2020. Let's look at the Ebola study. This is what I did in May 2020. I've been in the media ever since to educate you guys the current genocidal attempt and murderous attempts of Anthony Fauci, the NIH, the FDA, the CDC are all using remdesivir the same way that they used gas chambers to destroy people in Germany. This is how they're doing it and perpetuating those deaths using a drug in hospitals. This is the actual Ebola study that Anthony Fauci quoted in May 2020 proved he said, we're going to use this non-FDA approved drug. It's been approved since, but it wasn't before the pandemic. We're going to use this non-FDA approved drug called remdesivir because it was shown to be safe and efficacious against the Ebola virus in 2018 and 2019. Has anybody actually looked at this study? Because I clicked the link on NIH.gov's website. All of you should do it. This is the study. Ebola virus inside of... And this is from the New England Journal of Medicine. He's not just pulling this from some random website. Africa, they took four regions, gave them all remdesivir and three other experimental drugs. Anthony Fauci said it was proven to be safe and effective against the Ebola virus. So now in this novel virus of the coronavirus, we're going to use it there also. We're going to mandate this one drug. You can't use any other ones like hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine back in May 2020. Go to the next slide, please. So what did the actual study find? <clears throat> they actually found, you can see here, you see mortality up there? Definition inside the study. They found that remdesivir in six months, the safety board pulled remdesivir from the study, a one-year study, because it killed more people than any of the other three drugs, including ZMAP, which was put in by the FDA and the NIH. So six months into the study, they pulled remdesivir, they pulled ZMAP, which was supplied by our government to Africa because it killed more people. How many people did it kill? Remdesivir killed 54% of all people in the study that got the drug. Do you know what they're treating all of your loved ones with and those you care about in this country now? Next slide, please. Look up here. I'm not lying. This is from the study. Look at the sec second column from the right, remdesivir. Look below there. 
54%. You see that? Mortality rate. All right, next slide, please. He then quoted a second study in May 2020, Anthony Fauci did, that supported the use of remdesivir in the treatment of coronavirus. The Ebola study, by the way, was a lie. No one clicked the link to look at it. I did. This is the other study he mentioned. This was actually done by Gilead Sciences, who makes remdesivir. In early March 2020, they took 53 patients from Japan, Canada, and America who had COVID-19, and they put them on the drug for 10 days. What's the drug? Remdesivir. This is the maker of remdesivir's own trial study. Next slide, please. What did they find? Check this out. 23% in 10 days had serious adverse events. The most common serious adverse events were multiple organ dysfunction syndrome, which is defined as the number one cause of death in all ICUs, by the way. Second, septic shock, acute kidney failure, and hypotension. Look at the next part. 8% had to be discontinued because remdesivir treatment. It worsened or, pre or prevented, sorry, pre Okay, so the part you didn't read it, but he said acute kidney injury and hypotension. And then there's a hyphen were reported in patients who were receiving invasive ventilation at baseline. The ventilation was also killing the people because they were, they were basically putting people in a drug-induced coma and then feeding them this poison that was killing them. Existing kidney failure and multiple organ failure. 8% had to be taken off by days five because they were dying as a result of the poison of remdesivir. That's what they found from this study. As a result of these studies, they decided to actually push this on the masses. Just a musical interlude, don't worry. Alright guys, this is the Ball Busters podcast and radio show, Roku TV channel. I'm here today with, I can't believe it, but I'm here you know, sitting with Dr. Brian Artis. Now, I first was introduced to Dr. Brian Artis uh, from a video that I caught, I believe it was on BitChute, and he was, it's a pretty popular one. He was conducting uh, some kind of conference and he was talking about remdesivir. And that got me really spooked because I have a grandfather who has kidney failure, basically. He's on dialysis, he's a veteran, he goes to the VA, he does everything that the VA tells him to do. And when I was listening to Dr. Artis, uh, it just got me really scared because I know he's going to take whatever they tell him to take and it attacks your kidneys and he's have kidney failure. So these people are telling people to do things that are completely contradictory to what would be a good idea for keeping yourself healthy. I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Brian Artis. If, start, if you want to start wherever you'd like to, um, you want to start with remdesivir and how you got to where, what you're talking about today with, uh, with Stu Peters, that'd be great. And I'll interject whenever. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's great to be here. Proud of you for having an audience that uh, we have the opportunity to spread some truth and warning and inspiration. Uh, I'm Dr. Artis. I'm actually out of Dallas, Texas. I have been, uh, it appears, on a whirlwind of uh, interviews and testimonies and expert witnesses signed on on different lawsuits. I mean, I'm all over the place. That's uh, great. I've been in seven or eight state capitol buildings the last four months, me, Peter McCullough, and others. Uh, to testify against the uh, hospital protocols, the mandates for COVID-19, the vaccines, uh, protecting the rights of medical doctors to practice medicine freely, using off-label drugs outside of the ones that are toxic and deadly like remdesivir, and then uh, preserving the, the rights of uh, medical doctors to practice medicine, number one. And then number two, 
uh, fighting against the pharmacy boards in all states uh, who are trying to restrict and practice medicine on their own by restricting and not filling prescriptions medical doctors are writing uh, to treat COVID-19 patients or any other illnesses. So wow. uh, they, they don't have those rights to do that. So I've been a part of a, a large effort to try to break down the corruption, expose the corruption behind everything related to the medical malpractice side of COVID-19. And I, I would just want to interject right here because I want people to understand that you didn't just come out of nowhere with the the Stu Peters interview. You've been actively working on this for about two years, and you've been doing doing all the hard work to, you know, you not not only are you really good at researching before you even open your mouth and you know state anything because you wanted to be darn sure before you went ahead with something. But if it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. Eventually, you got to you know stacks and stacks of paperwork in front of you you can only make a, you know, an, an analysis and say, this is what it looks like to me. And if that's something that we need to deal with and to worry about, well, at least let's put this into the, into the, uh, into the public eye so that they can also analyze it and maybe also have independent researchers take it even further. We're here together. It's not, it's not a one man army, you know? So I really respect what you're doing. I can't believe that, you know, these doctors in the CDC just have this ability to override logic, common sense, reason, statuses, you know, tons and tons of research that says that this stuff is bad and just keep going ahead with what they're doing. It, it It's mind boggling. It has been mind boggling, especially if you've been doing it as long as I have for the last two years, two and a half years, exposing uh, one lie after another uh, and documented lies one after another of the toxic, deadly effects to multiple organs in the body, including the kidneys, liver, heart of everyone you pump this drug called remdesivir into. So I have been in the media since May of 2020, uh, relentlessly trying to expose and warn as many people as possible about the detrimental effects of the hospital protocols the NIH and Anthony Fauci put in place to be the only treatments for COVID-19 in every hospital around the country. Uh, we've gone far farther with that being able to uncover with the help of Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valit. She's a medical doctor out of Arizona. She's been able to help us uh, identify the incentives. For those of you who are wondering why it switched to just, who are going to be watching the video later and not just listening to this, it switched to a screen where it's just me because we had our live stream interrupted and I had to get him back online. So I didn't know when the first one had failed. Luckily, I was still recording on OBS as well. So I patched it in with a piece of this video. So you're seeing me, you know, not saying anything, just kind of writing here, but you don't see Dr. Artis anymore in this video. That's why, because I had a patch and put this and spliced this all back together because of our, our failed comms yesterday. To all hospitals around the country to use these deadly hospital protocols and nothing else. Uh, Medicare is involved, the NIH is involved, our federal government is involved, and it's primarily those hospitals that are federally funded uh, who have a lot of Medicare and Medicaid uh, funding who are taking advantage of those people the most to target them and murder them. Uh, and that's flat out what it is. This is a massive eugenics program uh, to actually first take out the elderly in uh, hospitals who have comorbidities like diabetes, heart disease, and kidney failure. That's who they're targeting with remdesivir the most. Those of Medicare age range and those on Medicaid, those who are disabled. Uh, that's who they're targeting with remdesivir to take out first. Uh, and we already have statistics. I said since May of 2020 that remdesivir, per the research studies before Anthony Fauci selected it, as the only drug to treat COVID-19 patients. The statistics were 
31% of everyone who got the drugs in the research studies for COVID-19 who got remdesivir, within five to 10 days, 31% of all of them developed multiple organ failure, kidney failure, septic shock, and hypotension. Multiple people couldn't even take the drug for 10 days because they're kidding. Uh-oh. That's all right, man. I've had, <laughs> I've had the cabal try to stop me many times. Don't worry. <laughs> the cabal busters, you know? <laughs> what I was going to say is I believe those, those doctors, the, the hospital, certain ones, they're, they're almost completely reliant on about 75% of their income coming from Medicaid and Medicare. Am I, am I right when I say that? Yeah, the so majority, the most complicit hospitals, administrators, doctors, nurses that are helping to facilitate these deadly protocols, yes, they are funded primarily uh, by Medicare, Medicaid, 80% or so, 90% even possibly is where their revenue comes from. So they're basically almost obligated to follow the CDC protocols because they're being threatened to have that stripped from them if they don't. Is that also a true statement? Absolutely. It's actually the NIH's protocols, but you're absolutely oh, okay. correct. As long as they follow that. Yeah, this, this isn't a CDC thing. It's an NIH Anthony okay. Because I thought there was like a 300 and something page document that they were calling the 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 the, uh, the protocols, if, if you will, or their... Um, so that... So when I was, when I was, so I had a broken arm and I wouldn't let them give me a swab test for an operation because it was completely unrelated to COVID. I just had a broken wrist and they denied my surgery twice because of that. First it went, and then they said they would do it. And then the board stepped in and told me I wasn't going to get an operation. So my hand like healed deformed because I needed a plate and a, and a pin and a screw and some other stuff. So that's what happened to me because I just didn't know what was on the swab. I offered to do a, a spit test and they said no. So that's what happened to me. And it was, they were saying, well, this is our, this is our, uh, our protocols. I'm like, so the CDC protocols of the learned elders, what, what are we talking about here? I mean, that's completely unrelated. How can you make that a stipulation for a t uh, an operation on my arm? So I, I just yeah. wouldn't do it. It's been pretty sad. There's been a lot of people who could not get um – procedures, surgeries, just around the lockdowns and uh, even in hospitals. They were only allowing beds to be used for COVID patients. Half the hospitals were empty the whole time, but they were still restricting access to people to get proper care. Uh, it's, it's all been disgusting and, in my opinion, criminal and evil what they've done. And even in your case, to uh, this is what I've said nonstop. People ask me about the PCR test. I'm like, I would never trust them to stick anything invasive inside your body in relationship to this pandemic. You provide Especially that close to your brain. It's like, why would you even think that that's an okay thing? Yep, it's not okay. I always have said, I don't care where you work, where you go to school. If they're telling you you need a weekly test of any kind or daily test for COVID-19, you tell them you will comply as long as you will provide the fluid sample without invasion. So spit test, urine test, and poop test. Give them a stool sample in a Ziploc bag. Tell them to go find COVID. Just so you know, researchers in Italy in June of 2020 were able to find COVID in poop, urine, and blood. That was June of 2020. So let people go find your COVID in your own bodily fluids you provide. You do not have to have something invasive inside of you. Yeah, and they, they use the excuse because they're like, well, this is our policy. I'm like, you know what does require a swab in order to administer? A CRISPR kit. You know what a CRISPR kit does? It shreds your DNA. These are home kits they, they were trying to market to people so they would start, uh, you know, destroying themselves from the inside because it was a hip thing to do. And if they're trying to make you rub yourself with a squab, nanoparticles aren't able to be seen. 
that's the whole that's what the name means you have to use a really high powered microscope to even identify where they are so if you are going to let some other stranger stick something so far up your nose that it's touching the the membrane between your blood brain barrier and then twist and rub something onto there with that swab they're not taking something out they're putting something on or that's at least a possibility that they are whether they are or not that's quite invasive if they have to go that far if they have to go four and a half inches deep into your skull in order to find it why do you have to be six feet away from somebody in in, a social distance well then you should have something in writing that tells me what i'm obligated to do here because you're telling me that because i walked in your door now i'm not a man or a woman anymore i'm a patient which is now you know that's a legal fiction so now you can treat me like legal fiction without any rights and i was and i was you know I offered. I, I said, okay, well, I'll make fair and just accommodations for this. I'll I'll take the spit test, and I'll you know, like, well, we don't do that here. I go, well, I'll take it to a lab that you guys actually work with, and have them do it, and then they'll send you the results. They said, no, we can't do that. So it was it was all because they had to do it that certain way, I guess, because of the NIH, not so much the CDC, and that was what they're calling policy. Well, policy isn't something that isn't in writing. If somebody has to agree to something, they have to be able to see what it says. So. I know. Anyway, go, I, mean, I want to go back on to what you were discussing. I didn't mean to derail us so much. I just found all of that kind of very strange and very suspect. That's why I was like, okay, you just gave me more reason not to not to trust anything that's going on right now. Absolutely. And you shouldn't trust anything you're doing in relationship to the pandemic. I will quote Steve Kirsch. If the CDC says to do something, the NIH says to do something, or the FDA, you do the opposite. <laughs> that's exactly right. what I would have to say also. I agree 100% with uh, his, his viewpoint. I would not trust the CDC, FDA, NIH, or any of their protocols, procedures whatsoever surrounding the pandemic. Do not do it. Uh, for example, if they say that you need remdesivir, run away from it. If they say yeah. don't trust monoclonal antibodies, you should trust it. If they say don't trust hydroxychloroquine, that's because you should be using it. It is really that polar opposite uh, that you should be doing everything the opposite of what they recommend. So I've been very busy with uh, helping to keep people out of hospitals. I've actually had advocacy teams uh, team up with me to provide advocacy work for patients in hospitals that have been medically and criminally kidnapped from their loved ones, being put on remdesivir against their will. And um, we've been able to successfully get them out of the hospitals, do ethics committee meetings in the hospitals to change the protocols from remdesivir to others. Uh, and it's been very effective for two years. We've been very successful at doing that. That's uh, Fast forward to now December of 2021. Um, I have, it appears I've shaken up the world with some information <laughs> that's come up uh, that's really bothered me since uh, December 1st of 2021. So amidst all of my state capital appearances, meeting with senators, state representatives, going to rallies, going to events and speaking, being interviewed around the world, uh, signing on as expert witnesses against Boris Johnson, the prime minister of the UK, which I did do, uh, being a part of Dr. Rainier Fulmick's grand jury, me being the doctor providing the initial uh, on day three of their grand jury for the world, I was asked to be the one to lead the medical malpractice side of COVID-19's protocols around the world. And I provided an hour and a half worth of documentation to the judge and the jury. Amidst all of that, in the middle of all of that going on, there was something that was really bothering me that I was researching night and day that I wanted to talk about, but didn't have enough information on and needed to clarify make sure everything that I was going to mention, if I was going to mention it, uh, that I had enough information and data to substantiate my claims. Uh, and what happened was I received a text on uh, December 1st of 2021 
from a doctor named Richard Bartlett, who is out of Odessa, Texas. He sent me a text and it said, hey, Dr. Artis, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go to a hospital and get anti-venom? For those of you who have watched the Stu Peters Watch the Water documentary, and for anyone who watched that, uh, thank you for watching it. Uh, number two, you should actually do the follow-up and watch the three chapters of documentation I went through with Mike Adams. And that, yeah, that can be found at brideon.tv. Look at Mike Adams and Dr. Artis. And I actually take you through three one-hour chapters of all my documentation. Actually, it's not all of it, but all of it is documented. One document after another where I lay out my discoveries that there is a venom aspect to COVID-19. And just so you guys are in the know, on my Joshua TV channel and my Roku TV channel, I did find the full three chapters in one uh, two-hour and 41-minute video, and I posted that. I uploaded that to my uh, Joshua TV channel so that you guys can see it. And it's also, uh, if anything that's on the Joshua TV channel will also be available on Roku TV. So that is there right now for anybody who wants to watch it. It is super informative. If you don't think you're getting enough uh, irrefutable evidence throughout this presentation here today, you'll find more than you could ever, you know, try to argue with through that uh, Mike Adams interview. And... What's funny about that, we might even play a little bit of it at the end if I have time, but there's a lot of things that Mike Adams brings up that I brought up like two and three years ago about, you know, the connections between, you know, certain elements and uh, and, and things and the procedures of vaccines and how they're symbolic. And I was like, man, he said it. So now, now, even though I've been saying it for three years on videos that nobody's watching, it's like, now I'm going to be like the copycat, even though I'm the one, I, I, I have a, a, a history of having said these same things before. <laughs> it's, it's funny, but it's whatever. It's whatever. No one's looking at it. <laughs> and may I just say something real quick? I have been watching your follow-ups, and actually Dr. Love, who came on, Stu Peters, not too long after you guys released the Watch the Water, and then your follow-up that came a couple days after that. And there is also a doctor right here in Arizona. I'm in Arizona as well. And he had said that there was correlation or, you know, the, the patients he was seeing, they were exuding the same exact symptoms that you would have a, of a rattlesnake bite, because that's the, that's what's common around here the rattlesnakes. So that wasn't, none of this stuff is, it's not just one person saying this. You're, you're collecting all the data to show all the times that this has come up in research studies so it's mm -hmm. you're not coming from out of nowhere and i think people are getting misunderstood they're misunderstanding something because they're so invested in this whole 5g thing before uh, before i go any further let me interrupt myself <laughs> all right so when i was talking about here i had made a video called snakes on a pandemic instead of snakes on a plane and i used you know a little picture of uh samuel jackson because you know i have to have a sense of humor when i'm doing this stuff because i'll drive you nuts if you don't anyway in that posting of that video and uploading it, I received a bunch of backlash from a bunch of people who followed me saying that, this is mostly on brand YouTube, saying that I'm a traitor, look at all your old videos, you talked about 5G, graphene, oxide, the, uh, the hydra, and you know parasitic possibilities and all kinds of nanoparticles. How now are you giving all that up for this? I said, I'm not doing that. That's, it's not an either or thing. This isn't a dogma where you have to choose. It's not like a religion. It's this is another piece of the puzzle that we did not have yet 
that explains a lot of things that those other things still fell short of fully understand, uh, you know, explaining and dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's. When you, when you consider what Dr. Artis is presenting, and it's really just him showing you a collection of stuff that's out there for everybody to find, then you start to see that there's a very, not even just a strong possibility, it's almost a definite fact that what he's saying is absolutely going on. And that doesn't negate any of the other things. So these people were basically other, I guess, people that I followed that were so-called truthers, if that's a word even. And uh, they had small channels and they were like, you know, attempting to pretend like they were trying to help mankind. But it sounds more like they just wanted to be at the forefront of telling everybody else how dumb they were so they could feel good about themselves. Because when it, when it came time to actually consider new information, they acted just like the the rest of the media does and they just tried to, to to attack the info and they attacked me for presenting it they attacked me for presenting the watch the water in that three-hour video that i'm talking about that i made actually almost four hours it was three hours and 44 minutes i did a thorough research and and stuff like that and still i doubt no anybody even watched the whole thing they just yelled at me and when i saw what and i'm going to talk about this in this video but when i saw what uh dr Andrew Kaufman, who's a psychologist or psychiatrist, I can't remember which, um, he was taking one certain column, one certain research study, one certain, you know, website or whatever that Dr. Artis had mentioned on the Stu Peters. There's three hours worth of documentation that he goes over with Mike Adams. Andrew Kaufman takes one thing and he scrutinizes that and he does so in an erroneous fashion and then he says we should be waste we shouldn't be wasting our time with this there's more important things we should be devoting our time to this is and then i'm like after all the stuff that he did all the work he did to prove that germ theory was disproven and everything he's been saying that's been true and right about how virus like i really respected dr andrew kaufman so now i understand that there's something else going on with that guy too and then and it disappointed me because somebody who is as logical as he is, he's got something else going on if he's trying to redirect everybody's attention away from this. And that's what I'm referring to when I'm talking about this right now with Dr. Artis. They're so invested in the graphene oxide and the, you know, what the Quinta Columna had discovered and what uh, I think it was Dr. Madej or Made. Terry Made. Uh, yeah, with the um, with those things that look like the Cthulhu. The, like those the Hydra. Strange... Right. But what people don't understand is these these aren't conflicting things. They're, they, they're supportive. It's like, this is like the one-two punch. This is you know, jab right. This is the cross, you know, jab, jab cross hook. So what you're just providing is more information that could help explain the details that are still kind of foggy. And people think that they have to pick and choose. And I don't, that's, that's ridiculous. Nope. It's like one, it's not one, it's not one uh, dogma over the other. It's all this stuff is possible. And it's all this stuff seems like it's plenty of evidence to show that it's true. So. Yeah, it's actually been phenomenal. 90% of the world was shocked and super excited because they were like, oh my God, this fills in the gaps and answers all the questions we've been trying to figure out surrounding COVID-19 and the vaccine injuries. Yeah, it does. You, exactly. you just have to understand, I was alone researching all this stuff for four and a half months, 16 hours a day, sometimes 20 hours a day. It, it consumed every moment of my life. Four months of that stuff before I decided to talk no one has looked at this more than I have. So for people to come out and have knee-jerk reactions of any kind or just immediately dismiss it, uh, it's because you haven't looked at it or you're unwilling to look at it. And that's okay. If you look at it, it will actually do what it has done for 90% of the whole world. 
It has answered the questions they haven't been able to answer that were mysterious to them. And yes, tons of medical doctors around the world now. It's been about three weeks since this came out. It's phenomenal to watch their reactions. Like they will reach out to me and go, I don't know how you figured this out. Like I have no idea other than God must have shown you, but you're right. Almost everything related to the symptomatology, the presentation, the blood work surrounding COVID-19 looks more like envenomation, which is snake venom poisoning in the body. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty miraculous, actually. Uh, I knew it was going to be controversial immediately. I didn't really, I actually surmised why there would be a knee-jerk reaction, but it's not what I'm actually experiencing right now. I had no idea that people were going to be, in my opinion, um, I didn't know they were going to have an emotional experience where they worried about their reputations or they felt humiliated. This is what actually people have said, medical doctors who have been at the forefront of fighting this COVID pandemic, that when they've heard my information, they, it actually was bad for their reputations is what they said, and that it's now bad for their reputation to be seen with me on any events and stages. And I'm like, what? I didn't know you were in this because of your reputation. Like, Right. And you know, there, there's you because you were a warrior and you were defending people who were innocent. That's right. We need our warriors of the constitutional Republic. And that is exactly what this man is. And that's what we are who are sitting here listening to this and are fighting the good fight. Like, I thought that could be the objective, right? You would think that would be, yeah. yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't anticipating some of that. I will tell you, 90% of everybody has been super excited, super thrilled. It's answering questions for them. And there's this like 10% that want to be loud and obnoxious. And some people like to focus on negative stuff. It doesn't matter. My whole intent is to actually thwart their agenda to cause disease and death inside of you, you innocent people out there. And now this is going to help medical doctors. It's not a joke. It's going to help medical doctors around the world treat ever, every future coming COVID variant because there's more coming. They're not done with this agenda. It's going to help know. you know how to treat the mRNA vaccinated people who are injured. All the ER docs in the world are trained on how to handle snake bite victims. If you'll approach it that way, you will see miraculous benefits if you'll just treat it that way. Uh, and you just didn't know to look there before. It's been pretty phenomenal. So this is what I came out with. Was a, I actually went and visited with Stu Peters, not about wanting to actually do a documentary with him. I actually went to visit him because he had a past of being a bounty hunter. And I could actually feel, I knew uh, because of researchers I was finding along my four months of discovery that there were multiple researchers who were actually murdered in the early months of the pandemic. And I got scared a little bit that, uh, and nervous that my, maybe my life will be at risk once I bring this information to light because yeah. there's been such a massive effort to keep this hidden in plain sight so you didn't see it. And it is it has been in plain sight this whole time. You know, Doctor, so, um, you talk about Bing Lu in the in the Watch the Water documentary. There was also a guy a couple years back who was working on a, a type of vaccine that didn't re – it was like a vegetarian vaccine, if you want to look at it like that, where there was no, you know, fetal cells involved or anything like that. And that guy was shot to death in his tent in Malibu in front of his daughters, and then nobody ever found who killed him. So there, there's there's definitely a good reason to be worried about things whenever you're going against the uh, the agenda of the medical industry, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, even before we released the Stu Peters documentary, I flew to visit in Minnesota to film after Stu Peters wanted to know what I wanted to know about security and why I thought I needed it. He's like, what have you come up with? And I told him about this snake venom uh, idea of mine that I was uncovering. 
that is a real connection to COVID-19's origin. So it is related. And he goes, well, how do you think they're delivering these, these snake venom peptides to make people sick? And I said, I think they're doing it through the water. Like targeting you in your communities. And just so you know, this is not a, this is not an easy thing to dismiss. You cannot say that's not plausible. It is absolutely plausible. And it's actually more plausible than a respiratory virus. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I've got tons of documentation that's coming out about that in the next coming weeks. It's going to be phenomenal. But it was just my idea. I was like, I think they're doing it through the water. What an easy way to target people and make them sick. Have right. them drink it and then let them, let them get sick. And it looks like a respiratory virus when it's actually snake venom that's paralyzing the nervous system of their ability to breathe. Uh, anyway, it's been pretty phenomenal. As a result of the interview, he asked me to come back and interview with him. So we did the interview. I fly back on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning after filming with him on a Tuesday night, Stu Peters, Wednesday morning, Zev Zelenko is calling me to warn me that that morning his security detail has gotten high level intel from Washington, D.C. that there's an assassination list put out by Pfizer and that Zev Zelenko is number one. I'm sorry. He's number two and that Dr. Artis is number one on that list who has to be silenced in the next two months. He, he gave me the warning, then went on Stu Peters to talk about this warning uh, to let the world know that uh, the gig is up, that I'm a target, he's a target, and that the next two months we have to be silenced. Well, I took that seriously because I was the only one that knew what I was researching and what I was talking about. So, yes, the big pharma, the pharmaceutical complex, uh, the FDA, they actually work together to silence and take out people that are um, – influential and possibly standing in the way of their agenda, which is to create massive amounts of disease with their drugs and then provide the same cures and sell those to you, which is what they're doing right now. Quote unquote cures. That's right. They're trying to tell you that <laughs> they have a cure or an option of a treatment for your condition they created. So anyway, so this is what came up for me was I discovered that there was a lot of publicity and research studies that were confirming that the actual origin source for SARS-CoV-2 and the spike protein of COVID-19's virus wasn't bats. It was actually two snakes, Chinese crate snake and king cobra venom. And these two venoms, French researchers in April of 2020 said, this is what the spike protein most resembles is the genetic sequencing of these two venomous snakes. Both of the venoms of these snakes attack nicotinic acetylcholine receptors in the brain, the central nervous system. And when, you, when those venoms attack those nicotinic receptors, it actually suppresses smooth muscle contraction, just like the diaphragm. And it leads to respiratory paralysis and failure. The person can't breathe or the prey can't breathe. And they said, you know, it's interesting about this. Now that we know that the spike protein looks most like these two venoms that attack nicotinic receptors that control breathing in the brain, I wonder, all the researchers said, we're observing worldwide that the lowest amount of hospitalized patients for COVID-19 are smokers. It's less than 5% of all hospitalized COVID-19 patients are smokers. And they, they hypothesized that there was some protective mechanism of nicotine for smokers that was keeping them out of the hospitals from getting really sick from COVID-19 because the spike protein looks just like these two venom peptides that attacks nicotine receptors. So they asked governments to do a study around the world to look at nicotines and nicotine products being protective against COVID-19 severe illness. And then I found out in the same month and the month afterwards and the month after that, from April 2020, when these researchers in France said, we need nicotine studies, governments. What did our, what did our government do in the United States? The FDA, Anthony Fauci, Walensky went into the media and they said, 
Smokers are the most high-risk group to be hospitalized for COVID-19, and they're dying the most often. They flat-out lied to the whole world. Uh, and they said there's no better time than now to quit smoking uh, than to get this respiratory virus called COVID-19. Well, the truth was they lied to you. Uh, there is some protective mechanism of nicotine. I'm not a nicotine specialist. However, these researchers recognized it and observationally around the world. It has been beneficial. I actually brought this up in the interview with Stu Peters and Watch the Water. Uh, and at the end of it, I actually list every single known drug that I knew of, drug, supplement, nutrient, that was inhibitory to snake venom and protective against snake venom, like the ones found as the spike protein to SARS-CoV-2. And I cannot tell you, it included things like nicotine, bentonite clay, melatonin hormone, we've since learned about also is protective and inhibitory, which explains why children who have higher levels of melatonin hormone don't get affected by SARS-CoV-2 like adults do. Melatonin inhibits snake venom and venomation. So exposure to venom would be less damaging to children than adults, obviously. But uh, we didn't know about this until all this stuff came out. I have had countless people from around the world reach out to me, including medical doctors who have, who have been living and struggling with long hauler COVID symptoms until after they saw our watch the water video and started taking nicotine gum and chewing two of those a day or wearing a nicotine patch and then adding melatonin hormone that within 24 to 48 hours, their entire world changed. May I ask All you for people who don't know, when you say long haulers, are those the recurring, like the, continuous effects of like not being able to taste anything or smell is that what the long haulers covid is or is that something else am i not understand they're not kind of? typically including loss of taste and smell as long haulers covid long haulers covid would be reduction of oxygen like you can't get your oxygen levels above 92 or 93 for months or a year you have exercise induced uh, fatigue or lethargy so for those people who are collapsing um, on fields or can't ride up a hill on a bicycle and they used to bike a lot like uh, a couple of our friends who had stories about biking with their friends in Canada had mentioned this is probably what this is uh, indicative of is this long haulers tell them to smoke a cigarette they might be better <laughs> blood clotting that's continuing to stay around for months months and years I just want and you to know these that. people got the vaccine either. They just have the, the COVID. They didn't get the shot in addition to that, right? That most of these people with long, long haulers. COVID symptoms and side effects. They just look like extreme fatigue and brain fog. Exercise oh induced like fatigue. They can't walk upstairs without trying to catch their breath. Oh this boy. is long haulers COVID symptoms that can be after getting COVID and can come after the vaccines. Gotcha. And lots of people are reporting around the world that, oh my God, finally, I just chewed nicotine gum for a couple days. Uh, I actually am using melatonin hormone now within hours. They saw their blood oxygen levels shoot up. They can actually feel their diaphragm working again. That's what they report to me. And I'm like, this is phenomenal. I mean, this is the whole reason why I even dared bring this to light. It wasn't to challenge other people's ideals or narratives. It was what else can we do to save people who are being injured, damaged, diseased, struggling with a biological weapon? You all know this is a biological weapon. Why is it weird to you that the number one most historically used biological weapon ever is snake venom? Exactly. I mean, historically, it's the most dangerous toxic thing on the planet outside of one thing, which is marine snail toxin found in the Kono snail. And I think the poison arrow frog of the Amazon might be another one. Which, by the way, has also been found in blood, urine, and 
poop samples of COVID-19 patients in the Italy study in June of 2020. How did they get snake venom and marine snail venom and a starfish venom inside of their urine, blood, and poop? I blame SpongeBob on that one. It's weird. They've been weaponizing these venoms for years, and they can synthetically make I'm not telling you that they're they're milking snakes and pouring it <laughs> in your water. No, they yeah. can manufacture isolated parts of the venom of snakes and snails and marine life, and they can use them to target people's hearts, lungs, pancreases in the case of diabetes, their kidneys, their brains for those with Parkinson's, MS, dementia. They can target you. They can isolate those individual peptides, and like Dr. Talbron says, you can print them like with a 3D printer. You can just print these little peptides and make millions and millions and millions of them without needing even the animal to do it. Uh, these are biological weapons synthetically made, and I believe they're delivering them through water systems. Most medical professionals do not agree with me, and that's okay. They say they still believe with the venom aspect that it's just these two venoms were tied to a virus and released on the world. That's fine. It doesn't matter. The weapon is still venom. It doesn't matter how you got it. The goal is to figure out um, how to heal it. So, for example, I want to use this scenario for people. If you're a toxicologist and a patient shows up in your hospital, you know they've been poisoned almost to death. The first goal of yours is to stabilize the patient, provide fluids, but in your inquiry to what's wrong with them, you're trying to identify the poison. <laughs> That's number one. You're not trying to figure out where it came from. You're trying to figure out what's in this person's body and how do we get it out? Yeah, uh, and you're not trying to figure out who is going to offend if you find out the answer. You're, you're, not, <laughs> you you're, know? you're not in the room going, you know what? Do you think it was the wife? Do you think it was the maid? Do you think it was the boss? Do you think it was the child? Do you think it was the stepdaughter? No, no. You're trying to figure out what the poison is so you can save the person's life. All of you around the world, you need to look at venom as the weapon. I don't care who delivered it. I don't care where it came from. It, the message is it's either in the water, in the air, or in the food, or they're just, you know, they're touching you with it or shooting you with it. It doesn't matter. We're not trying to solve who's doing it. We're trying to solve what it is. Uh, and if you look at this as a envenomation, which is venom from animals that produce toxic venoms like snakes and marine snails, you can solve almost every mystery of COVID-19. And just so you know, the biological weapon of venom was not created in Wuhan. It was created at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill with Ralph Barrick. This biological weapon with two venoms of two snakes that were originally found to be the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 was created in North Carolina. Wow. They sent some of that to the Wuhan lab in China. And my guess was to experiment on people around Wuhan. You know, America created it and they're like, we're not going to poison our people. Let's do it to the Chinese. You, you guys go do it. You guys are good at that. It's a, it's been pretty, a pretty phenomenal experience. And I want you to know, do you remember the bat lady who was actually escaped from Wuhan early on in the pandemic and was going through New York and Washington, D.C., testifying to gain a function testing in Wuhan? Remember this lady, the Chinese lady? Yes. I was actually interviewing security detail for me after Zev Zelenko's warning that I'm number one on an assassination list. And I had a, the second day of interviews, I was interviewing a guy who works in special ops. And he said, uh, what are you being a target for? And I told him, I said, uh, there's a snake venom aspect of COVID-19. Nobody knows. And I'm about to release it on the world. And he goes, well, if they're using snake venom, how are they delivering that to people to make them sick around the world? And I said, through water, I believe. And he goes, no way. And I said, yes, 
yes, way. And he goes, do you remember? Do you remember the Bat Lady that escaped from Wuhan, China, from the Wuhan lab? And I said, yes. He said, I was assigned as a part of her security detail in New York and in Washington D.C. And when we sat in the congressional hearings, I had to sit right next to her. And he goes, they asked her, our congressman in the National Capitol building of the United States, asked the Bat Lady from China. Do you guys ever take your gain-of-function pathogens and experiment on communities? Like, how do you find out if your pathogen works, and then do you have an antidote to save the world from a future pandemic? And she goes, yes, we do that all the time. And they said, well, how do you experiment to see if your pathogens and your antidotes work? The bat lady said, it's very easy. We select a community around the Wuhan lab, some neighborhood, some community. We choose them that we're going to make them sick. And we take our gain-of-function pathogen, we put it in water, and we freeze it into ice, and we chop it up into ice cubes, and we deliver it to the community, and the people drink it. And then when they get sick, we then take the vaccine that we've created, and we go test it out on that group, unbeknownst to them, that's what we're doing. And this guy, security guy, goes, oh, my God, this is only the second time I've heard that they used water to do this. Several years ago. There was reports coming out of Africa. I'm going to get the, the name wrong of which place it was, but they caught a guy with formaldehyde dumping it into the wells. Oh, and that's what they formaldehyde and Ebola have the exact. Okay, guys, it's 57 after. I don't hear Revolution Radio chiming in to do the break. So I'm just going to break now and I'll be back in four minutes. I can't tell because I don't hear the actual station. For whatever reason, I, I don't hear it at all. I hear a, a very faintly in the background what sounds like just static and a whole lot of white noise. So we'll just break right now, and I'll be back in, say, four minutes, and we'll get started again, okay? Oops. Okay, so it is 7.02 right now. I don't know if there's still music playing in the background. I can't tell, so I can't tell if I'm fighting with anything else. If anyone else can tell me that, that'd be cool. Hold on a second. Okay, yeah, it's 7.02 now. The break usually starts at 57, so that was a five-minute break. I'm guessing that I'm back. Let's just get rolling. If you guys have to fight with two things playing at the same time, I apologize, but I cannot hear anything. So my my recording should still be okay for the for the replay. Let's get this crack lack in here. Let's pull up what we were watching here, and there we go. Exact same symptoms. It's like when you have formaldehyde poisoning. That's my dog. It's I the can't exact help it. Same symptoms. So that is kind of interesting because I find that you know. There's a correlation here. And then um, Del Bigtree, in the very beginning of, the, of this whole thing, before he was canceled and kicked off of all kinds of platforms, he had a doctor on from Hawaii. And he was talking about how, you know, this non-fabrile, whatever you call it, this, uh, what they were calling high altitude sickness at the time, or how it was related to that. It was like a hypoxic injury where your, your blood couldn't bond with the oxygen anymore. And he said that's indicative of cyanide poisoning. And that cyanide was actually like the cyanide test kit, like the, the, the three the three shots that, you know, help bring people back from being poisoned by cyanide were actually working on patients. That's awesome. So I've that's actually, another thing that could easily be put in water. And what do convalescence homes get all day long? 
they're not getting bottled water. They're getting tap water with ice cubes in it. And, and then every time they take a medicine or a pill, they're given more tap water. Yes. So they're going to be drinking a lot of tap water all day, whereas most people probably don't. When you're in a convalescent home, they don't they don't try to give you the best of the best. They give you garbage. because yep, they do. Yeah. I've actually been looking into this. I actually had a period of time in those five months where I was looking to see, is it just possible they're putting some other poison in the water, delivering that to people that affects the nicotinic receptors of the brain and was causing respiratory failure that would look like a respiratory disease? And I actually went through the possibility that anthrax could have been used, cyanide mm -hmm. could have been used, botulism could have been used. There's lots of agents that actually mimic the exact same symptoms. It didn't have to be snake venom. My only problem was... Uh, I had enough suspicion based off of the Chinese researchers in Wuhan when they evaluated the spike protein of the original people that got sick that they called COVID-19, that the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 was sourced from snake venom peptides. That's what they found. It was most identical to snake venom. And these snake venoms target nicotinic receptors that lead to respiratory paralysis. And then uh, the French researchers found the same thing four months later. And then... In two months after that, in June of 2020, Italy was actually taking blood, urine, and stool samples of patients that were positive for COVID-19. And this is the study, right? They took this study. It was peer-reviewed and published, but they took the samples of urine, blood, and stools of patients with COVID-19 who PCR tested positive and were sick in Italy from multiple cities. And they found venom peptides from 36 different venomous animals inside the COVID-19 patients and none of these inside of the negative COVID-19 patients. How did they get so my there? My question was, how did they get there? How did they get in COVID-19 patients when in fact two of the 20 snakes totals, I mean two of them, of the 20 different snake venoms they found in COVID-19 patients were Chinese crate snakes and king cobra snakes, like the spitting cobra, Chinese king cobra, Indian king cobra, which was exactly what the researchers had found in China and in France. So when you look at it, yes, it could have been cyanide. Yes, it could have been botulism. Yes, it could have been anthrax. They have very simple, similar respiratory paralysis symptoms and could have been dumped in the water. They've already been putting in our water, our drinking water, the CDC has, chlorine and fluoride, which are neurotoxins and cancer-causing chemicals, which is why I reverse osmosis filter all my water. I have think for Alcoa years. for that one. Yeah, Alcoa, the, like one of the byproducts is formaldehyde. I mean, is, um, is fluoride. And way back when, think that's Alcoa, they, Aluminum yeah. Company of America. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yep. Yes, sir. So anyway, it's I mean, been a very, very eye-opening experience. So I just want you to know that it's, there's been a lot of answers. There's still questions. What was very exciting, too, was I said uh, it's very disturbing that snake venom poisoning can actually be the cause for an elevated D-dimer test, which is in the blood, meaning you have micro blood clotting going on everywhere in the body. This is being reported around the world internationally by doctors of their patients getting the mRNA shots. And I went on online to find out, well, what does, what, what do lab technicians and medical doctors, what are they trained to look for, for elevated D-dimers? Imagine my shock when it's actually listed, look at this, on medscape.com, what... How are elevated D-dimers interpreted? This is just March of this year. Imagine my shock to see this at the bottom of their bullet points. Snake venom poisoning.
And immediately it made me look at, is it possible that they're using snake venom also inside the shots? And if That's they are... You had Stu Peters read on the on, on the Watch the Water documentary, right? Yeah, you had, yeah, you he had couldn't read believe it. it. He was like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So it, it's, just, it's just too obvious. So then I went and looked at who created the mRNA shots. I didn't know who it was. It was Drew Weissman and Catalina Carrico who are credited with this. They work at the University of Pennsylvania. And since 2009, they've been using snake venom to do to do gene therapy editing. They use snake venom called snake venom phosphodiesterase to cut genetic material in a person and insert any mRNA they want into your DNA. And these shots are gene therapy. And th these, this, these two people's research has been funded by Anthony Fauci since at least 2009 to do mRNA gene editing therapy, which is what Pfizer and Moderna shots are. Now their shots, which they've been doing research with snake venom to do their gene editing therapy, their shots are causing elevated D-dimers that have that can be caused and determined to be snake venom poisoning. You don't think that was a stretch for me to go like this? Uh, we have a problem here, people. We should go look at snake venom in these shots because people are dying, like when they get bit by rattlesnakes or vipers or Indian king cobras. They're having neurological problems like prion diseases. The folding and detrimental effects of nerves in the brain and central nervous system is a side effect of snake venom poisoning. Snake venom does that. It causes like complete destruction of nervous system tissue. What's amazing is not none of the other, you know, proposals of what could possibly be doing this hit so many bullet points as no. what you're talking about. None of them say none of them answer all the all of these symptoms. All of these no. none of them do. And then there's documented evidence that they're using it to cut him, you know, to Basically, what they were saying technology was doing is actually what the venom is doing to cut into and basically take over your cells' mitochondria. And then, you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's, it's insane. So, in fact, nothing has explained why it is embalmers were pulling out these full-length blood vessel clots. You know, you saw that, right? Mm -hmm. They're pulling out full-length blood clots and people post their vaccines. Well, guess what does that? Snake venom can do that. <laughs> it destroys what's called fibrinogen. And then it allows this fibrous tissue to be created in your blood. And it looks like these long strings of white fibrous tissue that embalmers are finding, finding in people post-vaccines. It's back the only speak. thing I can find that answers everything related to these vaccine mysteries. And speaking of Stu, um, he had a woman on who was showing these slides. And they were showing healthy blood cells. And then they were showing what looked like algae on a lake after the vaccines. And that's yeah. exactly what you're talking about right here. That that could be caused by snake venom or a synthetic mm -hmm. version of it or something grown in a lab that can produce venom. You know, it's it's not such a stretch of imagination when you look at how long they've been doing this and how ancient like pharmacia has been utilizing snake venom. Yeah, and what do you think the pharmacy is? <laughs> pharmacia, pharmacia. I mean, right. what are we looking at here? What are we talking about? You know? You're absolutely right. Yep. So yes, yeah, this should have been very exciting. I just want you to know, this doesn't change for anybody who's been treating patients with COVID-19 for the last uh, two and a half years. It doesn't change what you've been using that already works. They've been telling you not to use those things. They've been taking your license from you, firing you from institutions for using hydroxychloroquine, high-dose corticosteroids, budesonide, which is a nebulized inhaled corticosteroid. They, they punished doctors for suggesting zinc, uh, ivermectin, uh, hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine, NAC, vitamin C, vitamin D, all of these things, and melatonin, all of these things. Quercetin as well, I believe. Quercetin as well, yep. wormwood as well, choline as well, ashwagandha as well. These are all natural substances they don't want you using. And they all just happen 
to be working against COVID. And they also happen for decades to inhibit the venomous aspects and toxic effects of snake venom. And we have research studies to back it all up. They've known this for decades. This is why they didn't want you using the stuff. It's why they try to bastardize all of it and make it look bad in the media. Call it horse pace medicine. No, no, no. Ivermectin is as protective as nicotine was appearing to be because it actually binds to nicotinic acetylcholine receptors too in the brain that control respiration. And the French scientist said, the fact that ivermectin binds to alpha-7 N-acetylcholine receptors is probably why we're finding such huge benefits using ivermectin against COVID-19. My mother, the funny enough, she had uh, called me today. She normally doesn't call me. She just texts me. But she called me today about an hour before we were supposed to get on. And she had asked me what she's supposed to do because yesterday she had a fever of 103. And she says, I have COVID. I go, well, first of all, if you're talking about a virus, let's not let's not speak in fantasy <laughs> but but i was but she asked me like what do we what do we what do i do because i had sent her hydroxychloroquine that i got from uh from tijuana and i got her some hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin Good. and i told her like what she should do for her body weight like how many she should take and it's like a five-day process with the ivermectin two pills or whatever because they're only three milligrams and uh so hopefully that'll that'll help but i just found it ironic that that happened to happen right now and I was always stuck on the, it must be parasitic because these are anti-parasitics. But yeah. I didn't know that they also work in snake venom. And who knows, why not throw everything and the kitchen sink into this vaccine? Why not use everything at their disposal? These are just other elements that could also be playing along because it's more detrimental. 5G might be a component. You know, parasites might be a component. These hydras might be a component. What they found in La Quinta Columna with the circuitry, you know, assembling itself within you for you know in the in the, the mac addresses that somehow now you're bluetooth ready when you get the shot these all might be components or they're being magnetic but what you were saying with those um those those beads what they're i forgot what they're called dyna beads dyna beads those are i mean that's basically graphene isn't it or is it not i'm not it's, sure what the it's a magnetic material right it so it's magnetic. similar they're called yeah. para super magnetic balls of metal and that helps that's what, ex the, what explains all the magnetism anyway it was pretty interesting we uncovered that. yeah yeah, yeah. So there's just so many elements from what you're discovering. And you're looking at a long history of these people utilizing venom in these studies and mRNA. So why wouldn't there be a connection? Why wouldn't there? It's, you know, what I'm, what keeps getting stuck in my mind is I really respected Dr. Andrew Kaufman. I liked him. I liked Dr. Stefan Lanka very much. You know, they're, they're, attacks against the concept of even calling something, you know, and, and Dr. Stefan Lankin is a virologist and he's saying, okay, measles isn't, isn't a virus. There's no correlation between HIV and AIDS. And he was going on and on back when AIDS was a thing. So of course he was a, an enemy of Dr. Fauci way back. Sure. And now Dr. Andrew Kaufman put a hit piece out on you. Basically <laughs> he took one, one thing that you, one study, I think that came out of Italy or something like that. And he he scrutinized that on a video and said, "Now we could be wasting, we could be spending our time on more productive things." And I'm like, "Why do you care what people are spending their time on?" Number one, and what have you solved, Dr. Andrew Kaufman? What have you fixed? You know, it's like it got me mad because I've been putting up his videos a lot, using clips of them in my in my radio shows to kind of let people understand that this virus concept, this virus claim, is not true. Yeah, it's been a, it's been unfortunate that a few people have actually taken stances immediately with a knee jerk reaction. It looks like or trying to diffuse and not go look at what it is that I've presented, and that's fine. There's been many, many people in the viruses don't exist world who are very excited when I came out with this stuff. They're like, right. "Oh my god, finally!" 
We know snake venom's dangerous and toxic and has all these neurological effects, blood toxic effects, and cell toxic effects. This could explain for us what it actually could be. Right. So, yes, lots of people have reached out to me about Andrew Kaufman's presentation, and uh, I thought it – well, it doesn't really matter to me. I, I thought he was going to be excited about that, about the possibility. So Yeah, I was uh, a little disappointed, to be honest with you. I was, I was yeah, very lots disappointed. Of people, lots of people are disappointed, and that's okay. I just want everybody to know, including Andrew Kaufman, all of you who are being lied to are innocent, and my job has been to bring clarity to some degree, let you look at the possibility that, number one, the hospital protocols were not protective. That's what I've been doing for the last two years. They are not more safe and effective than early treatment. And we've done a great job of doing that. When no one even knew what remdesivir was, I was in the media talking about remdesivir. I'm, I'm now known as the remdesivir guy. And now after two years, everything that has been published about remdesivir supports my claims I made early on two years ago. It's going to be interesting to watch as so many people have been super excited about the new answers that have come to light around this venom aspect of COVID-19. It's been amazing to watch how many people have been immediately receptive and then how many people had a knee jerk reaction and all of that's falling away in the first three weeks of sitting with it, watching my interviews, going through the documents, doing their own research online. And I, and I actually have faith it won't be any different for any of the rest of those people who have been what I would consider naysayers or disappointments. <laughs> you know, their, their actions have been disappointing to a lot of people. So for me, uh, I'm not shocked by it. I knew it was going to be controversial for some, but if they would just sit with it for a little while, like go look, um, don't focus on the Stu Peters interview. Go look at my other interviews with all the documents. Stu Peters interview was five hours and he brought, he was so impressed with all the documentation I brought. He couldn't believe it that, uh, he brought in a film crew to turn it down to this impressive and emotional and, uh, cinematography, edited 48 minute watch the water documentary. So any medical doctors who I know who watched the Stu Peterson, they were like, Oh, that was a, that was, that was a letdown for them. It was just more hypothesis than documentation. And then right when they watched the Mike Adams chapter one, after they finished the Mike chapters, Mike Adams chapter two, they all started calling me going, Oh my God, I had no idea you had this much documentation. And if people right. will just watch your Mike Adams interview for the, from a scientific mind, they will see verbatim the linear discovery for me in all the narration as I and, uncovered it. And, it and this is what I like about you, Dr. Artist is, you know, I've recently discovered the hour of the time broadcast from Bill Cooper and what he would always say over and over and over again. And I, I've read his behold a pale horse a long time ago. So I was already aware of him. It's just finding the actual broadcast was kind of interesting to me, but he would say, don't believe anybody. He said, not even me. Until you can, until you can, with your own research, you know, take what you've, you know, said, so listen to everything, read everything, believe nothing until you can prove it on your own. And that is, a, and he said, not even me. He said, I don't care about your mother because everybody's being lied to. So of course, if they, if it sounds right, people will probably repeat it and parrot it. And like you said, might be innocent because they're doing that because it, they won't, you have to trust somebody in this world. You have to have some kind of foundation in order to build upon what your concept of the world is. So if, if your core, you know, structure is, is flawed or, or corrupted, then you're going to have, you know, tangential like concepts of life and, and it's not your fault. So I, what I like about you is you've gone through so much time and research to before you even would even utter this in public and people think that you're just coming out of left field with this. And that's why I wanted to have you on because I wanted you to be able to explain 
Thanks. You know what your what your what your information is, how valid it is, how important it is for people to look at this. And if if nothing else, if if they just come across with, hey, maybe I should, you know, treat my water or not drink the tap at all, even though you pay for it, which kind of sucks. But <laughs> you have to go out and buy buy twelve filtered water, you know, distilled and all this other stuff. And even then, like, do you trust when you go to Walmart the one that says distilled is distilled? I wouldn't, <laughs> you know, I would make yeah, sure that my, I was. My whole message has been, and people know this about me. This is, I think one of the reasons why most people could sit quietly for a little bit and go, well, maybe we should look at this before we start hammering away at our dismissal of his claims. Right. It's because they've watched me for two years as I speak. And as I testify, I provide documentation to everything I say, like, Everything from the NIH, CDC, PubMed.gov, Lancet. It doesn't matter. It, whatever medical journal. Everything I say, I back up. It was no different with this, too, except it didn't look like I was backing it up with documentation in the Stu Peters thing. If you go watch any of my other interviews, you will see all the documentation. And it really is answering a ton of questions for people and outlining a narrative that makes way more plausible. It looks way more plausible than a theory of any kind. So... Uh, it's been very exciting to watch. Can it's I ask you this? What yeah. what what promoted what, like what prompted you to get started? If I'm not mistaken, I think when I was listening and watching that, uh, what looked like you were in like a convention center or something like that, and you're talking, very very strong talk. I loved it. It was great. Um, something with your was it your father-in-law? Oh yeah, you, you guys have to understand. There's only one reason why I'm in this. Uh, I retired uh, to in 2018. From my practices, I sold two practices I'd owned for the last 15 years, and I retired in 2018 and then went off to create nutritional products. And I had companies online I was just selling them through. Mm -hmm. uh, I love nutrition and supplements. I've used that for years to help heal people. Yeah, I followed uh, you on your Instagram. I, I noticed that it's got, has not, absolutely nothing to do with what you do on the uh, on the no, interviews. It has no. nothing. So what happened was is in, Jan in February of 2020, my father-in-law walked into a hospital here in Dallas, Texas. He was diagnosed with the flu. Uh, they put them on three antibiotics that don't treat a virus. And one of them was called vancomycin that caused acute kidney failure in 24 hours. And over the next five days, they continued to use that drug inside of him. And then they flooded him with water through a saline IV line. And this water was filling up in his lungs and they caused what's called pulmonary edema, flooding his lungs with water because he couldn't excrete it from his kidneys. And they called it pneumonia on the x-rays. And it wasn't. They literally drowned him to death. I went up there on day six, got them to change the protocols. We reversed all the water out of his lungs. He came off of a, uh, a breathing um, intubation. They had, to, mm -hmm. they had to vent him because he couldn't breathe through the water in his lungs. They were shoving into his body. So God. we switched the protocols in five hours. He was able to breathe on his own, became conscious again because he was unconscious from all the water on his brain over five days. Uh, when we got home that night and changed the protocols and he became conscious, we went home later that evening as a result of him coming back to life in recovering, uh, the hospital administrators called my wife and said they were permanently banning the changes we made that day to his care. They were permanently banning the changes that you made? Yep. And then they actually said, we're putting him back on the protocols we had him on originally. And I went up there the very next morning and I was furious and they kicked me out with security and said they refused to talk to me. They would only talk to my wife's family and to my father-in-law's wife, my wife's mom. And sweet talk then because you're mm -hmm. not there to, to explain. Yeah, so what I, was I was the one defending them. I was the only doctor there at all of any kind, uh, demanding the changes and seeing the improvements. What, what we realized was, is I had exposed their liability to what their protocol had done to my father-in-law. 
and they were going to cover it up by murdering him, putting him back on the same protocol. And that's what they did. And I told my family, I said, just so y'all know, if y'all, if y'all let them kick me out of here, they're going to actually continue to destroy his kidneys, flood his lungs with water, and then they're going to put him on an end-of-life care, what they call palliative care. They're going to put him on morphine, midazolam, lorazepam, some kind of fentanyl drug, something that's going to suppress his breathing, and they're going to kill him in front of you. They're going to Yeah, it's a cocktail, and then they stuff, and they they stuff the tube down him. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. So they murdered him, and it, uh, they overdosed him on morphine, and they said it was going to take two hours. It took four and a half hours because he wasn't ready to die. And they just had to keep overdosing him on morphine. And I watched him take his last breath. And there's a reason why I talk differently than most medical doctors do. There's a reason why um, I'm not quick to dismiss anything in relationship to hospital protocols, vaccine injuries, uh, anything related to COVID-19 and medical malpractice. Uh, If Andrew Kaufman came out with something that was uh, more evil, nefarious, um, scientifically dangerous, some other theory, I'd have jumped all over that thing and then I would have started exposing it because uh, there's nothing that any human being listening to me, if you haven't watched your loved one get murdered in front of you by a hospital protocol and by drugs, the pharmaceutical companies and these federal health agencies are mandating right now, if you haven't experienced that, you don't have a clue why the world I talk the way I do. You have well, no what idea. What motivates you? Or, you know, there, people My think that you're trying to... My you're not selling anything. Is, you're you're my, just trying to help people. No, my motivation is one singular thing. It has been to end this agenda. What's interesting to me is anyone who's speaking against what I'm bringing to light about the danger of the vaccines possibly having snake venom in them. That remdesivir could look like king cobra venom. That COVID-19 could actually be snake venom envenomation. Listen to me. Anyone who comes out and says immediately to dismiss Dr. Artis, they're, they're, actually, saying, they're actually saying to you, that the shots aren't as bad as we're saying they are. Seriously, I am telling you they're even worse than what you could perceive. And they're going like this. No, 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 they're not that bad. No, no, no. The the people that you trusted this whole time to tell us the truth are now saying, look over here, don't look over there. Which is very suspect to me. The the shots aren't that dangerous. Remdesivir is not that dangerous. It wouldn't be King Cobra venom. And COVID-19 is not so dangerous. They put snake venom on it. It's from a bat. No, 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 no. They didn't find a bat nothing in the Italy study. They found only snake venom and marine toxin right. snail and starfish venom. That's deadly. And, and so, I'm not going to say that I 100% trust anybody, but Richie from Boston stopped having Dr. Andrew Kaufman on because he started saying that you could detox from these shots. And back then it was, we're talking about things that, you know, infiltrate your cells. So how do you get it? How do you get technology out of your body? So it's, I, I mean, so... Yeah. We already know snake venom can stay in your body injected or put in by a snake. It can stay in your body for up to 10 years. We God. already know that. And, and it changes your DNA. It changes your genetic functions. Oh, and if they're cleaving your DNA and getting mRNA of snakes or serpents into your DNA, it would be yeah. the absolute most evil plot you could ever imagine. And that's just about how evil this entire agenda is. So I'm one of the very few medical doctors or scientists, if you want to consider them researchers who will even touch on the evil side of this. And a a lot of people appreciate that. I was on a list of 20 medical doctors around the world yesterday. And one of them said, before you get off this call, Dr. I just have to say no one in the scientific community, medical community ever touches on the evil side of this. I have to commend you and say how proud I am of you for being brave enough to say it. (laughs) So it's really interesting. I've had medical doctors tell me to my face after interviews who were on stages with me. They'll say uh, they can't talk about the spiritual, spiritual side of COVID, the evil versus good side of COVID. They can't talk about the spiritual side because they won't get invited back on Fox or on, on a 
Whatever. Which just sounds contradictory like, if, if, if Fox is supposed to be what Fox is, right? Like, that if you talk about religion, all of a sudden you can't be on there again? Why can't you talk about <laughs> how evil this is, man? It's evil to kill people. Just say it. It's, right. it's bad to kill people, even if you're not religious. It's evil, supposedly, to murder innocent people. Right, and children with the remdesivir, that thing that you brought up on the on the video. Oh, my God. God. They, they now just approved remdesivir for uh, – approved it, FDA approved last week, to be used as the only COVID-19 treatment for babies. Newborns in this country, um, yeah. All these people need to go to jail or be hung. I mean, yes, I can't be. I can't absolutely. be more clear that these people need to be prosecuted. The you only way they, you, the only way you take out evil is by devastation. They don't listen. They don't understand. They don't. They don't respond to anything else but complete annihilation. That's the only way you kill evil. That's the only way you get rid of it. You don't. You don't. You don't reason with it. <laughs> yep. All right. So I'm gonna have to go to this next interview here, buddy. But uh, okay. All right, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all your time. We didn't get a chance to talk about the Caduceus or the the, the staff of Acepolis and how they're different, um, but maybe sometime we can do this again. And I'm going to send you an email because I believe Josh, the creator of this um, platform, would like to also speak with you as well sometime when you have an enrollment. And you, have, I, you should have Christina's information. Anybody, if you ever want to do this again, I'm open to actually continue to educate and warn and inspire nonstop. I will show up for anybody anywhere as long as my schedule allows it. And guys, just so you know, um, this is actually part one of at least part two, at least two parts. Next Wednesday, I have another meeting set up with Dr. Artis to continue our discussion. And every Monday after that, we're checking in with Dr. Artis. He's got a lot of things coming out soon that are uh, going to be kind of like breaking the internet yet again. And I'm going to be hopefully helping him get that word out as well. So that's all stuff to look forward to. You are amazing. I appreciate it and respect everything that you do, sir. Thank you so much for being on this show. It meant a lot to me and it should mean a lot to the world. Yep. You're very welcome. Stay safe. Stay warned. If you want to follow me and whatever I'm doing, go to thedrartistshow.com for any interviews. Uh, it's really just, if you want information, that's where you're going to find it. Or go to any platforms that are being censored right now. I'm probably on there. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, George from The Fact Hunter actually is a really good friend of mine. You were on his show a while back. So, Yeah, very yeah. good. Yep. All right, guy. Thank All you right. so much. Great afternoon. It's great to see you and meet you. You too, sir. Bye. Welcome back. Why do some people seemingly perfectly healthy die? So the next couple of clips are going to be some supporting evidence that show uh, some of the key elements, like he was talking about the Arizona study in the Mike Adams video an awful lot. This is the uh, the News 12 what do you call it, presentation of that study. So that's why I put this into the video from COVID and others don't. It's a question baffling experts during this pandemic. That sure is. And new research from the University of Arizona suggests we're closer to getting an answer. As Team 12's Jess Winters explains, it seems to boil down to an enzyme that's also found in rattlesnake venom. What does this rattlesnake have to do with COVID-19 deaths? Floyd Chilton, professor and director of the Precision Nutrition and Wellness Initiative at the University of Arizona, has an answer to that question. Let's start from the beginning. We turned much of my research in my lab towards COVID a year and a half ago. Chilton says he got blood samples from more than 100 patients in a New York ICU. What you guys can't see is that they were just, they just had a vial in their hand. They were sticking a needle in and like a... I guess pulling something out of the, the vial. But what's funny is the, the handwriting on the top of the cap looked like it said 5G. I swear to God, it's pretty hilarious. They either had no COVID, a mild, moderate, or severe case of the virus. 
He did some fancy schmancy artificial intelligence in his lab and discovered two distinct patterns in the people who were dying from COVID. These patterns, number one, told us that the, the, the vital organs were in trouble, but the other looked at... That's that uh, multiple organ failure that they were talking about. As if they were being attacked by some enzyme. He says he then found the highest concentration of this enzyme that has ever been found in humans. These levels attacking internal organs means multiple organ failure and death. Could this explain See? why some people who are like, oh, my cousin, my relative, they were so healthy. Why were they the one that died from COVID-19? Could this explain that? It could, Jess. So where do the rattlesnakes come into play? This enzyme is a humanized version, part of the same family as the active ingredient in snake venom. In simple terms, this enzyme related to rattlesnake venom that's been found in humans is likely causing tremendous damage, leading to COVID-19 deaths. Why do some people have much higher levels of this enzyme? That's the next step one that's going to take a lot more genetic research to figure out. Or you could spend three hours listening to Mike Adams and Dr. Artis talk, and it's already been done. It's just the mainstream hasn't picked it up yet. But this is amazing that this is at the University of Arizona. I feel pretty proud about that because I live in Arizona. 12 News broke this, so this is mainstream media saying this now. Okay, so for all the naysayers out there, what, what are we talking about? Here it is. Jess Winters, 12 News. Now, very importantly, for whatever reason, this came in in mono instead of stereo. This particular uh, little clip here of Dell Big Tree and Highwire. This is Dr. Ryan Cole, MD. Now, his research isn't as isn't quite related directly to this, but what he's talking about is the cancer uh, causing effect of whatever is in these inoculations, vaccines, whatever you want to call them. And that's where his uh, his expertise comes in. He's been on a lot of different uh, interviews and a lot of different uh, events and stuff like that. Dr. Ryan Cole seems like he's on our side, side of mankind and against, you know, he's just telling the truth and relaying facts. I guess that's what humans are supposed to do, right? And this goes to that question of all these anecdotes that we're hearing from different uh, oncologists around the country and the world, literally. I, I got a, a very interesting note from a family doc that's been in Ireland for uh, 40 years. He knows his community, knows his patients. And he said, hey, you know, a lot of my patients are getting the shot. Some aren't. But in those that are, and then he listed the number of cancers he's seen in a six-week period of time that he's never seen in a 40-year career. Wow. And so he, he asked what could be causing that. So I, I sent him that paper as a potential mechanism because that toll-like receptor number four is critical in the, in the microenvironment to keep cancers at check, in check. So I was talking to uh, Harvey Risch. Okay, there's some stuff here on the screen to read, so let me do it. It says the BNT162B2 vaccine also modulated the production of inflammatory cytokines by innate immune cells upon stimulation with both specific SARS-CoV-2 and nonspecific viral, fungal, and bacterial stimuli. The response of innate immune cells to TLR4 and TLR7, uh, 7 eighths, it looks like it says, uh, ligands was lower after BNT162B2 vaccination. I guess that would not be something that anybody else would understand either. I probably didn't need to read that, but it's all right. The world-renowned epidemiologist, he said, well, you know, post a shot or a therapy, it's usually going to be five, 10 years till we see these signals. 
And I said, what you also don't see is that they put up a picture of Dr. Harvey Rush and it says Yale University. Where do the skull and bones come from? But it's neither here nor there. At least he's giving objective answers here. Yeah, usually it would be. But when we have something we've never done before that's suddenly suppressing one of these receptors that's highly, highly responsible for keeping cancers in check, it would be very explicable. Isn't that sinister? Like this thing specifically attacking the very thing that helps you stave off cancer because all day long your body's fighting off things right so they're suppressing the very things that do that nullifying put, making them inert and then ineffective ineffectual neutralizing them so then everything runs amok in your body as to why something that is quiescent all of a sudden wakes up so i mean all day long our cells are fighting off mutations in different cells if they, they see the mutation they'll try to kill that cell if this receptor is downregulated, then all those downstream uh, molecules inside that cell that's fighting there, it can't fight because those signals are now turned off. The, the cytokines, the interferons, the things that will attack that atypical cell. So we're seeing the early signals of this. And so that's what's concerning is we want to be able to yeah, under the microscope, you know, here's a whole stack of tumors in the last couple of weeks where what am I wow. doing with these? I'm looking at the ratios of the helper T cells, the, the CD8 killer T cells, and then we'll be staining these for all these toll-like receptors as well. Because in some of these patients, um, again, inexplicable cancers at, at really unusual ages that are really thick cancers and really aggressive cancers compared to what we are used to seeing in the lab. Ebola? Okay, so just to give you guys some evidence that I have been tracking this for quite a long time about vaccines in general, this video came out two and a half years ago or more. Um, I can't really give you the exact date, um, but this was on my Joshua TV channel. You can see, I, if you're watching the video later, I look completely different. This is older uh, equipment, older microphone. One of my very first videos that I ever posted uh, as the as the channel Ballbusters. So for about another year before that, I was on something called uh, Mission Intuition, which is a channel, and it was really really basic videos with very basic. I didn't even have a studio set up at that point. I didn't have a green screen. I didn't have anything. So this is one of the first times I had all you know at least somewhat of an semblance of setup. But this is prior to or just before. I, I think a few months before. Uh, we started hearing about COVID-19 or I guess coronavirus at that time at all. So this is what I was discussing. Is not a virus. And again, I can't really adjust the volume on, on, these, pre on these playbacks. So sorry if it's loud. And also what you're hearing is before I had purchased my, old, my newer computer, my old one has a mechanical hard drive and the fan on the power supply is extremely loud. So that's what you're hearing. You're hearing a hum in the background. That's what that is. That's the actual computer, like, just trying to cool itself down. Let's, we're going to use platonic logic. This is what we do here, right? Socratic method, platonic logic. Correct? Never fails. So, Ebola is not a virus. It's a chemical weapon. Here's the proof in simple logic. It cannot replicate itself. In a Petri dish, in a lab environment, it does not make more of itself. So how does it cause disease if it's not making more of it inside the body? How does it 
transfer from one to another if it's not replicating. Okay, now what would cause these types of symptoms? Well, I learned, stumbled across, uh, formaldehyde in water. Let's start with a little story, shall we? Now, this one is a little bit more recent. It's about a year and a half ago. I think it was, we hadn't been in lockdown yet. Okay, so this is still, we're, now we have heard about coronavirus, but it's just in the news and it's still in China at this moment in time in history. This one is from a video called Lives We Believe. And this, I mean, looking, I used to think this was a good video. And now looking back at it, I can see all the mistakes I've, like, just my, 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 my uh, presentation's a little aggressive, is, is all I'm going to say. I can still say the same thing with the same impact without being as, like, out of control. So, anyway, this, uh, have, have a listen to this. Ebola. Certain West African villages are up in arms proclaiming that Ebola outbreak is a lie perpetrated by the government and that so-called outbreaks are merely formaldehyde poisonings carried out by government agents. Formaldehyde? Now, if you're wondering why am I talking about this right now, it's because there's a history of people putting things in the water to get people sick. And I'm just I'm explaining and expressing this by showing you how it's happened before and why this is nothing new. So it's not that... You know, we're not saying that that's how it's being administered, but this would be a, a common way to do it, and it would seem like a logical approach as well. Has the exact formaldehyde poisoning has the exact same symptoms that Ebola does. BBC reports: Residents of Guinea's second largest city have rioted after the market was sprayed with disinfectant in a bid to halt the spread of the Ebola virus. What do you think they sprayed them with? Do you think it was a disinfectant? Or do you think they were infecting them with something? Health workers and the hospital in uh, Zerekor were attacked by people reportedly, reportedly shouting, Ebola is a lie. The exact cause of the riot is not clear. Some also reported feared, some also reportedly feared the spray would spread Ebola. Exactly! This is a goyim sweep. They are getting rid of the African goyim. Okay, this is, this is exactly what this is. You want to you want to read the the protocols of the elders of Zion? This is this is telling you. They told you long time ago what they were going to do, and now they're doing it. The exact cause of the riot is not clear. Yeah, how about we don't want to die? Some also reportedly feared the spray would spread Ebola. The spray typically used to disinfect Ebola is formaldehyde. So look at that, and formaldehyde causes Ebola uh, Ebola-like symptoms. Ebola is a chemical attack. Formaldehyde poisoning has the same symptoms as Ebola, such as bleeding from the mucosa, vomiting, diarrhea, coughing, and renal failure. That's uh, your kidneys. These town springs coincide with reports that agents have been deployed to poison remote town wells with formaldehyde. A man in Shiflin, a community located in Margibi County on the... Roberts Field Highway has been arrested for attempting to put formaldehyde into a well used by the community. Reports say around 10 a.m. he approached the well with powder in a bottle. Mobbed by the community, he confessed that he had been paid. Listen to that part. Mobbed by the community. That should stick in your mind and that should tell you how we fix this. Okay? Understand that you have a duty and responsibility as an American, as a human, as a community 
to put this stop to anybody trying to harm you, your family, or your friends, your neighbors, any of that. Mobbed by the community. Make that known. Stick it in your brain. Make a wrinkle in it. Keep it and use it when it's necessary. To put formaldehyde in the well and that he was not the only one. He reportedly told... Okay, so what I also had put up on the screen where you can't read it, it's uh, I, I flashed, uh, I put a little text in here. It says, formaldehyde is in every vaccine, and they want your child to get over 70 shots before puberty. So that's a big deal, right? Formaldehyde is what they use to, um, it's an embalming fluid. So when they say that there's fetal cells, cell tissue in your vaccines, what they're also telling you is it's soaked in formaldehyde. Community dwellers, you are many, uh, we are many, as in Legion, he reportedly told community dwellers, we are many. Look at this. I don't know if this is deliberate, This the way they, they wrote this article, because they wanted to make this reference. We are many. What is that? Do you know what that means? What they're saying? Legion. We are legion. Remember the little uh, passage there with the, with the pigs in the Bible? If you don't know what I'm talking about, there was a demon inside of a man, he got cast into the into the swine, the swine jumped in the ocean and drowned, right? Okay. We are many. The reason, if any, behind these reports remains elusive, but some suspect African land grabs for resources as the pandemonium spreads. It's just for... And someday we're going to go break down the word uh, pandemic, pandemonium, you know, all these words. Pan was the original, like devil symbol okay pan the flute player you know basically the pied piper leading everybody off a cliff type of thing that's uh that's kind of like the, the aspects of loki a little bit of you got a little bit of bathmat mix in there you got a, a goat boy right so we'll discuss that in enough in, in the future uh ball busters radio shows the destruction of human life that's that's all you need to know the timing of this current ebola outbreak couldn't have been better for a new world order or you know, if one does exist, that's with. That's not me saying that. I'm I'm reading that. Of course, there's a new world order, and of course it exists. But that's what the the uh, article here from Heavy.com is reporting. This is a 2014 news article from Ebola. With unrest in Hong Kong, Ukraine, the Middle East, Gaza, governments could implement strict anti-contagion policies to revoke rights to public assembly. And the USMCA opens the door for this very type of mandate is what I wrote on the screen. Don't forget about the USMCA, guys, because that is just like NAFTA. That's just like um, GATT. These are the types of things that dissolve borders and make international or world... Um, it's kind of like United Nations in a sense, where a security council that's not elected by us and a general assembly make decisions for our country that we then have to follow because it overrides our constitution because it's a treaty. So this is what... Even Orange Man put us in. And I said, as soon as the USMCA uh, is signed, as soon as that ink dries, big things are going to start happening in this in this country. And no sooner than that that I said that, what, it was, wasn't very much longer after that we were in a lockdown. That's just leaving it out there. Okay, Re, Go back to the USMCA and understand what it actually means. Don't read. I don't. I don't. You probably won't read the the two hundred. You know, two thousand pages of the actual document itself. But get the gist of it. I've got an old video on it, but I could have done a better job. Um, maybe I'll go ahead and get back into that because these are the types of things that Bill Cooper was even warning us about with NAFTA. These are border dissolving things because in their plan for the world, there's just regions. There's no more governments, right? There's no more nation states. So 
Mexico is supposed to be part of the U.S. That's why they're dissolving that border. Canada, this whole thing is supposed to be one territory. In the interest of public safety. Did you catch that? So the right to free assembly? Now listen to me. I'm saying this right now in this video, and this is before our lockdowns happened. Will be revoked. They don't have the right or the, or the power or the authority to do that, but if people comply, then they have all the power. The right to public assembly in the interest of public safety. They don't want you to spread their virus, right? In fact, this summer, the European Union raised its Ebola alert level to high after Germany admitted Ebola patients into its borders. This coincided with domestic German protests over Israel's handling of Palestinian aggression in Gaza that left civilians dead on both sides. So they, German, Germany uh, criticized Israel, and then they got a bunch of Ebola, right? Coronavirus, is it infectious now? Can it spread in the air? Can somebody sneeze and get, get it? Maybe. Maybe. But would it, would it matter? Because if they're causing enough frenzy and fear for people to go run and get vaccines, all they have to do is inject them with it anyway. Dr. Mendelssohn. Okay, now this particular video is for, uh, a reading from Eustace Mullins and his book that was actually published in 1988. So you have to understand the research is probably prior to that, obviously, right? 1988 it was called murder by injection if you don't own a copy of this book either in electronic or hard copy form you must get it it is a survival guide at this point it talks about fluoride it talks about vaccines it talks about um you know the way they treat cancer which is completely destructive to man to, to biological organisms this is a must read because it tells you where the ama came from this is all faked all, all the quote-unquote science is all faked. This is pharmacia through and through. It, it is the most, it's, a, it's the biggest blemish. It's a, like when you read the, the history of how this thing was established, there's nothing credible about any of it. Nothing whatsoever. And the, what I'm talking about in this particular passage is Dr. Robert Mendelson, who they murdered, um, and who was also on uh, Phil Donahue at one point talking about vaccines. But here we go. And I actually posted that video before. ...termed vaccination of questionable safety. However, other doctors have been more explicit. It is notable that the Rockefeller interests have fought throughout the 19th century to make these four holy waters compulsory throughout the United States, ignoring all the protests and warnings of their dangers. The Church of Modern Medicine claims that we can only be absolved from the peril of infection by the holy water of vaccination injecting into this. And because it's a religion, because it's a belief system, it has nothing to do with fact-based science that these vaccines are administered. System, a foreign body of infection, which will then perform a medical miracle and will confer lifelong immunity, hence the term immunization. The greatest heresy any physician can commit is to voice publicly any doubt of any one of the four holy waters, but the most deeply entrenched in modern medical practice is undoubtedly the numerous vaccination programs. They are also the most consistently profitable operations of the medical monopoly. Yet one physician, Dr. Henry R. Bybee of Norfolk, Virginia, publicly stated, my honest opinion is that vaccine is a cause of more disease and suffering than anything I could name. I believe that such diseases as cancer, syphilis, cold sores, and many other diseases, uh, sorry, disease conditions are the direct result of vaccination. Yet 
This was many, many, many decades ago that this was all being stated, guys. All right, this is nothing new. And I've been on this every, when I when we were about to have a daughter. We started doing our research, and the world and everything else started to look a whole lot different to us. And the the history of this has gone on forever. It's just with every new generation, if you're just watching the TV and absorbing your surroundings, you're this stuff requires a little bit of looking into to find. So if you don't find it, you're basing your entire concept of reality based on what most people think. And you're just trying to become, you know, that's how children learn. They, they learn by their surroundings. They're, they absorb things like a sponge. They're impressionable. So you never even think after you've created your foundation of, you know, what you base the rest of reality off of that you would never question that foundation ever again. So people have a hard time with this type of information because it completely annihilates all your base concepts of who you should trust and what's real and who the good guys are. In the state of Virginia and in many other states, parents are compelled to submit their children to this procedure while the medical profession not only receives its pay for this service, but also makes splendid and prospective patients for the future. Okay, so let me also add to this. Fibromyalgia in children, childhood diabetes, any form of leukemia, these are all vaccine-induced illnesses. Any kind of autoimmune disease. SIDS. SIDS is not a disease. It's a. It's a. It's a reaction. Okay. It's not. It's not a condition. It's a reaction. It's the respiratory system being shut down by something inside your body. Okay. People who have ADHD, ADD, all these things, all these things that are conflicts within the body where they can't control their impulses, they can't control their anger. All of these things are ways that vaccines manifest themselves. Heart disease. Cancer, leukemia, 100%. 100% leukemia. And I, I had written on the screen here, MS, multiple sclerosis, muscular dystrophy, uh, Crohn's, what was it? Oh, so to say chronic, I just realized that I had spelled it wrong, chronic fatigue syndrome, and uh, sickle cell anemia in children. My aunt died later and in her 20s because she was getting her vaccines on, a, you know, on her schedule as she was supposed to. And uh, I had to watch her slowly be murdered by other forms of Eatrogenesis, meaning, you know, chemotherapy and radiation. So they were killing her in all different directions. And she was a mother of three. And they murdered her in front of me. And she was, she was my second mother. So yeah, there's a reason why I'm sitting in this chair wearing this goofy disguise. Okay? You'll get more of that in my book, too. Or if you want to read another book that I wrote a long time ago, just look up uh, Logos and Mock Epic. They also killed my brother, most likely. I can't ever ask my father that because... How do you approach that and, and reopen a wound and say, "Hey, Dad, did did uh, did Christian have his have his have his shots and then die two weeks later of SIDS?" Can I ask my father that? No, I could never do that to him. But I have my suspicions. He was a perfectly healthy young little boy, and then he died. <sighs> the present writer well remembers the 1920s as a and guys. And when I when I share those two personal stories with you, understand that this is. Not right now where they're introducing a brand new deadly vaccine. This is before gene therapy that they're making believe is an immunization for something. No, this is the practice that has been going on for the last couple of generations, the last hundred and so years. That, that's, that's what killed my family members, okay? So it's been going on and you have probably partaken in it because that's just what we were told to do. And that's what we, we trusted. We trusted these guys because underneath the white coats... This is the face. This is the face of the vaccine agenda. And what I'm showing right now are the uh, images of the plague doctors. Agenda. 
And by the way, this is the claim, although it's just to creep people out and scare them, and crows have a significance to bringing souls to the other side, right? That's why they have this nose, but they say it's because they stuffed it with herbs and stuff like that, or and flowers, so that they didn't have to smell the stench of death. Yeah. They were helping people along the way. They weren't even doctors. The, the, the plague doctors weren't doctors, and they weren't now. They aren't now either. The present, yeah, Bill Gates. The present writer, writer well remembers, and this is Eustace Mullins, in the 1920s as a child in Virginia, going to school for some weeks without having submitted to the compulsory vaccination ordered by the state authorities. Each morning, the teacher would begin the day's classes by asking Clarence, did you bring your vaccination certificate today? Obviously, this was most urgent business of the educational system taking priority over such matters as lessons and studying each morning i would have to reply no i didn't bring it today the other children would turn around and stare at this dangerous classmate who might infect them all with some terrible disease this is 1920s guys My and then i wrote uh, a few years after the 1918-1920 vaccine holocaust called the spanish influenza vaccine now did you hear how i wrote that a few years after the 1918 to 1920 vaccine holocaust called the Spanish influenza. They named it the Spanish influenza because they're the only ones that wouldn't go along with the plan at that point. Well, it's because of the Jesuits. The Jesuits are the ones who make the plans. They're not the ones who uh, carry them out, of course. All right, so it says 757. I can't hear the break, so I'm just going to break now and we'll be back in four minutes. See you soon. Well, we're just going to get back into it then, because I, that, I heard a couple of flickers of, uh, of noise, but it was all distorted, and there's just an awful lot of feedback still, so we don't need to keep on going over it. I'm just explaining why, in case you hear like a lull. If you're listening to the radio station and you can hear the breaks, I cannot, just so you know. Through the Skype call, I can't hear anything. I don't, I'm just having to guess when I'm back. See that? It, it, it just shot up again. Here it comes. Hold on. Alright, well, we're back again. We're just going to go with it at this point. <laughs> There's nothing more I can do. Alright, let's do this. Uh, where are we at? Boink. No, not that one. Here it comes. It's trying to jump in on me again. It's 8.03. It should be plenty over by now, that, that break. Let's get back into the video. Make sure I'm still recording. I am recording. Alright, cool. Let's do this mother had been a registered nurse and she never urged me to go ahead with my vaccine so this is Eustace Mullins talking about his mother was a registered nurse nation that's a bold statement a strong one too think about that I suspect she knew more than the doctors about its possible effects after postponing that no they know just as much but there's money involved after postponing the dreaded ordeal for some weeks I was finally led to the doctor like an animal being led up to plank to be stunned and I received my injection. Of course, it made me extremely ill as my body fought the infection, but the class was delivered from peril and I was accepted as a duly branded member of society. In the curse of canon, I wrote of the deliverance of our children up for ritual sacrifice, a practice which seemingly ended with the destruction of the ball cult. What channel are you watching right now? Yeah, and this is going to be another tie-in in the book. There's so many different connections. When this book comes out, I can, I'm can i going to be able to explain a whole lot more than I can ever articulate. It's going to be quite quite a thing, quite a, quite, quite a feat. I can't wait to get time to actually do it.
Some 5,000 years ago, unfortunately the cult of Baal seems to be firmly entrenched in the present establishment, which is often known by its subtricate, the Brotherhood of Death. That's a real thing. And the images I'm showing on the screen are uh, a bunch of people in white robes with a black cross on it. Could be indicative of a lot of things. It could be the um, the, uh, the the other Brotherhood of Death, which would be basically like the um, precursor to the Skull and Bones, right? Or it could be Jesuits, it could be Rosicrucians, it could be quite a lot of things. Also the Brotherhood of the Snake, and what do snakes have? Fangs. What do fangs do? Well, they're hollow and they inject poison, right? Isn't that what we would see as symbolic of the needle? Now remember, I said this how long ago? Over a year ago. So I was making this same exact analogy. And then right now, you see, there, if you guys are watching the video, there's a huge syringe icon that I put on top of the screen. And then before that was a, a picture of a, co of a um, rattlesnake with its mouth open, right? So I made that correlation way back when. If you go to watch the Dr. Artis and Mike Adams uh, three-hour treatment, Mike Adams brings up the same thing. And I'm like, well, he, everybody sees. They didn't see this video. So I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but it's, okay. it's all good. If it gets us to the truth, it doesn't matter who said it first. It is disturbing to see how the educationists eagerly embrace each new offense against children in our schools, railing against any mention of morality or religion while they solemnly indoctrinate six-year-olds in the advantages of an alternative lifestyle and their sexual pre preferences. That was in the 80s. This book was uh, released in 1988, if I'm not mistaken. The present goal of the National Education Association, NEA, seems to be that teachers should hand out condoms to the class before beginning each day's activities. The urgency of my vaccination was not that there was any epidemic then raging in the city of Roanoke, nor has there been one in the ensuing 60 years. The urgency was that no child shall be spared the ministrations of the cult of Baal or forego sacrifice on the altar of child molesters. What I just had in that count up was a diagram of the, or the, yeah, a sketch of the Moloch furnace that they used to use to horribly kill their children. Yeah, that's another bold statement, and it's a very strong one, and it's a very accurate one. The altar of the child molesters, the altar... You've heard me call these same people celestial sodomites because they're all a bunch of astrologists too, right? Or astronomers as well. Of modern medicine, of technocracy. The medical monopoly cannot afford to have a single pupil escape the monetary offering to be paid for the compulsory vaccination. What do you think a certificate of live birth and birth certificate are? You are now property of the state, which in turn is property of the Vatican. And that goes right back to the whole child molester thing we were talking about. The only thing is, really, Okay, so now this is Dr. Stefan Alanka. He is a world-renowned virologist. Okay, so this is coming from a guy who studies virology, who is well-respected in this field. He's been around for a very long time. Back in the 90s, 80s and 90s, he was saying that there's zero correlation between HIV and AIDS, that there's... My daughter's... You can probably hear in the background. <laughs> That's cute. Anyway, um... And that there's the, the way that people are trying to test for viruses, and you know, he's actually talking about PCR tests because that's when they first they tried using it back then too, and uh, that was faulty then. It's faulty now. So here he is in present day. Well, you know, maybe this this video might be like a year old now, but he's talking about 
the whole concept of you know being made ill from the inside is is a complete and total farce and it's you know there's got to be a, a poison administered because the way they say it is uh you know it's by germs or somehow it's some kind of virus and he's saying there's there's no evidence for that to look to the theory of Stefan Lanka is German, so you're just going to have to go through and... It's, I like his accent, but you might have a hard time here understanding what he's saying at first. It's all, it's all like, you know, translating in German on the bottom here in subtitles, too. ...infectious diseases to watch at the virus and to realize this is our history. That's our society. That's our so the belief of our society. And it's a belief system. If you watch deeper, you, you, you'll find... And any belief system is a faith-based religion. No trace of science, only, of course, scientific institute and scientific tools which you can use to do some real science. They are there, but they are misused to claim there is real science out there. Hello, my name is uh, Stefan Lanka. This is a, a big chance for everybody to understand uh, on one side, what is real science uh, as a very important tool for, for human beings, for humankind, but then slowly to learn, well, they are not following the laws of uh, science. Which would be even so much as the golden, the golden rule, right? And I'm not talking about what people think I'm talking about, not whoever makes it, has the gold makes the rules, but the, the gold standard. And that's the, you're talking about the Coke method. They're not they're not utilizing real science to to isolate and verify anything. And in in the end, it's it's really it's it's hard to hear, but it's it's a religion. It's all depending on the theory of infectious diseases. And if you are believing it, that a human being is getting ill because of a virus or bacteria, and that you are even spreading it, then it makes completely sense. Uh, to wear masks, to protect others. To he said, wear a mask. He said, it makes sense. If you think that that's true, then that makes sense that you would do that. But this isn't true. Protect you, and then it makes more or less sense, you know. And it's uh, but if you go a dimension deeper and you are questioning, hey, is the theory uh, proven? Is there a basis? Is there a real scientific base for it? And then you quickly understand, it's not. I not consider any virologist as as criminal, but as I did before. But I'm convinced uh, they are completely anti-scientific, and who is and it's easy to see. It's e the same people telling you to trust the science are following people who don't follow science. Easy to prove. Just read their publications. You see it, you know. And who is anti-scientific? is in the same time antisocial because the wrong measurements, the wrong you know, decisions are uh, taken out of it and this is the basis of what, what we have, you know. If I say to you the words faith and assumption, what comes to mind? Well, I mean, this whole corona crisis is based on faith that you can't trust uh, nature, that uh, nature is producing viruses and... You know, it's actually funny because this isn't intentional, but there's a watermark on this video and it says H-A-R-M. I'm not sure if that's an acronym or if it's the, the name of this production that's being made, but he's standing at the, at the bank of what's either... It's so foggy, you can't tell if it's the ocean or the river or the lake, but 
it says harm and it's actually because of where it's the the positioning on this on this particular video it's over the water part right out right on the edge of this little dock that he's standing on it says harm and it's over the water and we're, what are we talking about right now we're talking about possible contagions not contagions possible poisons in our water right how funny is that virus uh, entities I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that the universe is always telling its story, no matter how many people try to cover it up, that the universe always tells the story. It's true story. Just aim to destroy, to self-replicate. So that's the principle of a, of a self-replicating devil, you know. And that's the faith. And that was the, still the majority of people believing it. When I was looking, starting uh, to watch into HIV, I saw there is no virus in the paper. They are just characteristics of dying cells and they were misinterpreted as a part of a virus. The whole thing has never been seen, no isolated. And all the photos claim to be a virus. It's all artifacts in cell culture in the test tube. There is no single photograph of a virus in the blood, in sperm or in cells, in organs. Of That's why they have to rely on CGI models and in silico uh models as well so in silicon means you know in a computer silicon valley silicon makes computer parts hence the word the, the the term in silico and when they do diagrams like that or they do these types of uh in silico like tests to find what will work they're just plugging in things like uh with with virtual reality it has nothing to do with anything and then the cgi the cgi uh printouts of these viruses are probably about as uh as real as the, what the shape of the earth is. The body, no single. It's incredibly easy like this, you know. So, of course, I, I was aware, then I was looking left and right to other viruses, and then I realized I, I'm not stupid. That, well, that's, that's true what I was reading. I mean, it was a nightmare for me to come across this. I could not speak out to anybody for half a year because I thought, I am stupid, you know. A virus is thought to be a piece of genetic material, enveloped in a shell that's the definition of a virus he's saying what the what the medical definition of it is because obviously they also said that virus actually at its base form is a poison or a venom and that's where you get like ancient greek or predating of that that definition of what virus means piece of dangerous genetic material so it's not a toxin but dangerous genetic material that's the definition of a virus. Do you want to hear something funny? Do you know what the word for uh, a poison is in, in German? Gift. Spelled exactly the same way. So in, in, German, in German, the word gift means poison. Hey, here's a gift. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> and they have it only in mind because it doesn't exist in reality. They believe that when cells are dying in the test tube, they transform themselves into virus because they added the virus. You know, from, from the mouth of a deceased person, you know, a measly case, or now uh, with corona. He basically... Uh, confirm that everything that they vaccinate you for that they consider a virus is not viral they take a swab putting it to the test tube oh and then if the cells are dying they believe we isolated the virus and they speak about the isolate and they freeze the dying cell culture use it for the production of a vaccine or you know 
or take it anew into uninfected cell culture and they say look we reproduce the infection you know but it is just self-betraying because they are not following the strict rules to prove every step by a control experiment and the control experiment would be easy is the dying of the cells in the test tube really induced by a virus or by the condition of the test tube? And of course, I carried out these control experiments. They're dying. That should be a bing, bing, bing moment. Like, is it because the virus is killing the cells or is it the conditions from which they're putting the sample under that's actually causing the breakdown of the cells? And when the cells break down, they're saying, oh, these exosomes that actually are induced by the things that they are adding to the cell culture, uh, they're saying, oh, those exosomes, that's the, that's the virus. So they're, they're mislabeling things and saying, see, we just showed you what we found. We found this, these fragments of DNA. But they're, they're breaking down the cell and saying, oh, these are fragments. Well, you just broke it down. So of course there's fragments. They don't know these fragments of the virus. It's really like, it's, it's almost like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Remedial, how these people, uh, uh, what do you call it? approach the scientific method uh, basically by completely ignoring the actual scientific method because of the condition in the test tube and it's easy like this they starve the cells to death he said starve to death i don't know if he caught that it's hard to hear him understand him sometimes they put highly toxic antibiotics which eventually kill those cells and then they believe it's a virus because then they just add seemingly infected material See, that's important, too, because he said the antibiotics eventually kill the cells. And they're not really specific as to what cells are killing. So antibiotics literally do mean they're antibiological. So if you are a biological organism, something that's antibiological is not a good thing to put in your body. And if that's what they're also going to say, whatever it's breaking down into smaller pieces is now the virus, that gives them more, if, if they have an agenda and they give you something like an antibiotic, that gives them more... Um, if they do a test and, and they find it again, they're like, oh, it's spreading. It's getting worse, right? Oh, we must move to this next level of the protocol procedure. But if you took the same material, sterilized the material, it would die in the same way. If you use other organic material into decay, completely non-infected, they die in the same manner. And this is when they came up... And so what he's saying is any cell, even one that they're not suspecting coming from an ill person, uh, if they put them under the same conditions with the same, uh, in the same cell culture with these other chemicals and other things that they're adding to it, it would kill the healthy cells too in the same fashion. It's not just because it came from a sick person. So that's, the, that's part of the experiment that they, they do not do because they're trying to find something specifically. They just want to validate their claim, not, not find out what the truth is. They want to try to find evidence to support it, not to did not you know to to uh go against it they speak about isolation they speak about isolate what they have in the fridge and this is self self-fooling this is self uh, you know so let's just emphasize that point what they're doing is actually in in the process of believing that they are proving the existence and isolating a virus they are actually themselves killing the tissue that's it they're killing the tissue that's it every notion which comes of science check the evidence check everything question everything that's the first rule in science to question yourself and the others 
constantly to avoid misconception if you have what does bill cooper always say i mean if you guys are watching this radio show or listening to the podcast i you know that i play a lot of bill cooper and there's a good reason for it and what does he always say listen to everything read everything trust nobody until you can confirm it uh, based on your own research correct what did, what did Dr. Stefan Lanka just say in, in, in different words here? Exactly. No better understanding. You are in the trap. And you are a scientist if you do that, because that is the scientific method. You don't need to have a degree from some school that, of indoctrination to make you a scientist. If you have a logical mind, platonic logic, Socratic method, you are a scientist. As long as you stay true to that and not to some agenda that you might want to serve or to make yourself right or make, feel, make yourself feel like a special boy. It's okay to be wrong if you, if you, in the process, find the truth. And that's what everybody should be focused on, is finding the truth. And this trap was set on various stages in history, and in its modern form that we are believing in this concept. This was set in the year 1858. And if you don't know it, you stay in the trap, in the materialistic good-bad system, and you have no way to, to get... He just said the materialistic good-bad system. Now, there's this whole idea that there's like this war inside your body and that you're sending troops with these antibodies and it's like just the, the war model. And that's complete farce. He said good-bad materialistic uh, uh, and materialism, materialistic, right? So this is what the, the quanta, quantum, quantify. It has to be material, material in order to quantify the universe. That's what these people are all about. These are all materialists. They're socialists too. And they're, they're secular humanists. There's all kinds of things that these people are, but... That's, that's a big part of it right there. Out. The assumption was that a virus is a toxin which is causing disease. That's the very basic assumption. And this goes back to the theory of life of Rudolf Virchow in the year 1858. Continue to follow the other big story. The uh, oops, so now here's another, uh, another uh, news broadcast to help further uh express this point here first lady wants all of us to drink more and this happened uh during the obama administration still the first lady here miss miss michelle was going on a campaign for why why was she telling everybody to drink more water why this it never made any sense back then right but it makes a lot of sense now that she was trying to you know and she was influencing schools to uh to get kids to drink more water she was showing up at a lot of auditoriums and stuff like that and doing these things oh it's a big deal the first lady's here wow we, and then you know of course they're gonna go drink more water because they have this influential speaker show up and they're getting these children to drink more uh, where do you think the water's coming from think it's coming all come from bottled water think every family has the same income you think they all have the same the same ability to produce no they're probably getting freaking uh kool-aid and you know powdered iced tea drinks from tap water and you know ice cubes in the ice tray are probably made from tap water they're probably not using bottled water to fill their ice trays you should do that by the way and make sure your bottled water is also good because that also has fluoride and all kinds of other stuff in it too don't think it doesn't just because it's bottled okay make sure you you get the, the 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 water samples from everything and see what the lowest amount of it is and then see if you can find a better source or if you need to distill your own get a distiller now if you think you need to get a um some some of those like like we have this thing called desert water out here and they're like 12 times filtered water and you can taste the difference like there is no taste but you, it tastes it just it has a fresher feel to it It doesn't ha have the sense of trauma in it that other processed and uh you know 
I guess, yeah, processed is a word, but um, what do they call that? When they, when they, uh, yeah, I guess process is a good word. They process the water, right, to, get, to make it drinkable again. So they're taking your poop water with all all that trauma in it, all that possible COVID in it, right? Because it's in your poop and your pee too, right? And they're also putting, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, you know, antipsychotics or any kind of, uh, psych, you know, psychiatric drugs that these people are taking. Everything that they're taking is in their in their stool and urine. So that's in your water that they're not getting everything out of before they're recycling it back into your tap water. So good luck with that. If you really want to keep on gambling, roll those dice. That's not, that's like, that's like playing roulette with like five bullets in the chamber and only one missing. That's not really the best thing to, to do. Or water to help us live healthier. And today she is bringing that message to students at Watertown High School. You drink more water. It's, it's as simple as that. Drink. And the campaign is called youarewhatyoudrink.org. Drink up is the is the, and it's a symbol of a dro droplet of water for people who can't see it, and it's in blue, just like the Blue Lodge. Everything's in blue here, blue, 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 blue devils. Duke University, another another you know, Freemasonic th uh, thing with the blue devils. All this stuff like this. There's and World Economic Forum, um, the, the the World Health Organization, the United Nations, all in blue. It's almost as if that that uh, color means something. Because what was the Greek? Greek was blue and white, right? Greece was a blue and white flag. Hmm. Hermes, right? Hmm. More water. Drink just one more glass of water a day, and you can make a real difference uh, for your health, uh, for your energy. And the she doesn't say if it's positive or negative the effect, but it, it will definitely make a difference. The way that you feel. Uh, and there's plenty of scientific uh, evidence to back this up. For example, when we're properly hydrated, our body... They spent millions of dollars on this of taxpayers' money, and nobody could ever figure out what the heck the whole point of it was. Is she really just trying to make people drink water to make it more healthy? That must be the assumption everybody should make. <laughs> I say she very lightly, by the way. Bodies perform better than when we're even just a little bit dehydrated. Water gives us the focus we need in school uh, and in our work. Uh, it gives athletes the fluids they need to excel on the playing field. And it can even help reduce headaches and fatigue, all while cleansing and refreshing our bodies. It's good stuff. Uh, the truth is we all have a choice about uh, what we drink. And when we choose water, we're choosing to be at our very best. Yeah. In like this area. All right, now here's a little piece of the Brighton TV Dr. Artist with Mike Adams, okay? You really need to watch this. Um, it's going to be on, like I said, it's already on my joshutv.com. So you look at ballbuster, B-A-A-L-B-U-S-T-E-R dot joshutv.com, and you'll find this three-hour, two-hour, 44-minute video. Arizona study, when you look at the sample tissue samples, they see these high elevated amounts of stuff that's in rattlesnake venom. Snake venom. Wow. In these people who have died after being treated in hospitals. Now, just so everybody is understanding this, I didn't know about this particular interview of Dr. Artis's until after we had our interview. So when I'm bringing up the Arizona study and I'm bringing up these other things, I had no idea that they had already covered all this information in this particular presentation. I didn't know. All I was going off was, was the Stu Peters Watch the Water uh, interview, which had very scaled down, very stripped down information, right? It was more like bullet pointed. 
out of that five hours, they got 40 minutes of usable of, of material that they used for that. Not to say of usable material because they probably should have made it a whole lot uh, more enhanced. But they go over a lot of the stuff that when I was talking to Dr. Artis, I didn't realize they had already had this discussion, a little bit of it, you know, here and there. So this is good, though. It's good because it's backing up. And it also helps validate that I was on the right track with my thinking, too, you know. They're all being treated with remdesivir. All of them. That's the only antiviral being pumped into all their veins. During those periods, I mean, they it, selected them. If this is true, by the way, let me just say, this is some kind of satanic serpent mass death thing. This is like actual satanic. There's got to be something about this mentioned in the Bible in the end times about venom coursing through people's bodies and killing them. You're nodding like you're going to talk about something like that. That's how we're going to wrap up the interview. Oh, okay, okay. Dr. Brian Artis was on today yeah. with the, with the, with me, Joshua T. Uh, Okay, so this next section is going to be me and Josh from Joshua TV, the creator of JoshuaTV.com, um, discussing the interview that I had earlier that day with Dr. Artis. But let me just go ahead and just tell you this. Chapter 5, verse 16 through 21 in Galatians, Bible describes pharmakia as witchcraft and sorcery. Okay, the root word for pharmacy and pharmacist obviously is pharmakia. This is what the priesthood was in early times, like that, that dark... If you haven't... Listen to the Bill Cooper presentation I did uh, that I sh uh, shared with uh, you guys called Darkness. That's going to be in my book. The full thing is going to be in the book, describing how you know how mankind started and they had appreciation and love for a higher per a higher thing that you know gave them their life and everything like that. But they never named it, and uh, they just through you know their own expression showed appreciation for life because they just enjoyed it and lived it right. And then the priesthood would come came around. They decided that they were going to manipulate people and try to put themselves in, like an it's an intermediary between them and God, and then tell them that they had to go through these rites, rituals, and practices in order to serve God. Otherwise, God would would frown upon them, and that's the reason why there was you know sometimes there was droughts or whatever the case may be. Those were the priestcraft. That was the witchcraft. That was the priesthood because they had to impress the people and scare them and make them think that they did have some kind of power, that they should have been the authority. So this is where false authority originated from, was from sort of a sort of religious uh, basis, but it was, a, didn't have a, it was a more of a paganist uh, basis at that time. And that's where you're getting your witchcraft. You know, that, that's where that originated from was the, that, that priesthood. Okay, pharmakia. This is this is all sorcery. Sorcery, one hundred percent. Pharmacy. Everything is sorcery. It's lies and deception. Lies and deception. Lies and deception. So Revelations, eighteen twenty three, uh, twenty one through twenty four, uh, says, irresistible temptation. Right. For thy sorceries were all nations deceived. This is a worldwide quote unquote pandemic. Pan right. Pan the piper. This is a worldwide pandemic, and everybody is humming to the frequency and dancing to the tune of Pan as he's leading us all off a cliff. All right. On Joshua TV's live stream, but on Ballbusters. So there was something to do with the nicotine receptor. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, it's, it's the cure. And that's, that's the focus that everybody needs to understand is nicotine is the cure. And I'm not advocating people that need to smoke cigarettes. But literally, the gum, Nicorette, or literally the patches, just anything with nicotine in it, literally stops the COVID, the the, the nicotine receptors from being infected. That's okay. what shuts down your oxygen levels. 
Okay, so let's talk about that, and let's talk about the story that you told me um, how long ago it was when you had first heard about this. And I did you have a video that you had done, or like a live stream was, with somebody, a, a conversation? It was a, it was a John Hopkins study. John Hopkins was coming out in early January 2020, and they was literally showing, you know... We hadn't even gone into lockdown at that time. That was still yeah, fresh. Yeah, they were just showing first signs of, you know, people sick this year, and they do this all the time, so this is why I went to them to begin with, because they, they keep track of all the flu deaths and all that stuff. You know, John Hopkins you know? Is, is so rife yeah. with, like, corruption and Illuminati and, oh, yeah. and, and, oh, yeah. and Freemasonic nonsense, so it's, it's pretty funny that they put this out. Yeah, and then yeah. and then shuffled and, it away quickly too. So, and so early January 2020, that's when they started saying people were coming down with this quote unquote COVID virus. And you know, I say quote unquote because anything man made is not a virus. Well, it's not a virus anyway because yeah. that's not what causes <laughs> yeah. sickness. <laughs> and so poison is not a virus. Right. They'll actually they get away with legally by by keep using the word as a virus and everybody's aiding to that by continuing on saying it so we need that we need to stop that for once um but but the yeah i knew right off the bat that this is literally some kind of a toxin it's a neurotoxin and it's neurologically messing up people so josh do, do me a favor do you have that we can do a share screen right on this thing or no I don't have it ready. Okay, so we don't have the job Hopkins thing at the moment, but you're you're saying that what they were saying is that there was some correlation between the nicotine receptors and uh, this this disease that it was, well, that was infecting it. That wasn't the correlation they was pointing out. I, I don't even think they was even trying to point this out. They was just taking you know diagnosis like they supposed to. Okay, like 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 you do when you first you know experience something that you don't understand exactly what it is you're dealing with. So you you start categorizing people. You start categorizing by sex, and then you start doing it by symptoms of. So they were know, just saying that people who smoke were seemingly yeah, not yeah, getting once, as infected. Once, once once they got the people that smoke, that was like a whole different family now. And it was a lot lower. Look at all the people that quit smoking the last four years. It's just been growing like through the roof. It's like exploding people just getting rid of the cigarettes, going to vaping, all this stuff. Oh, yeah. The vaping thing. I yeah. So that that's funny, Josh. Well, really yeah. funny because it, that it was exploded. a huge thing in the last four years, in, in, in uh, especially the last oh, four yeah. years since like 2006 well maybe even since 2016 oh, like the yeah. whole vaping movement yeah. was all, huge all, yeah yeah no, nothing's a coincidence and i say that all the time nothing is a coincidence and the vaping doesn't technically have nicotine or does it it does they have some okay. with and without right but there's a there's a lot of people that well we you know it's been so long since i actually did that so because i never liked this anything that you had to smoke i never was really okay with because i was active and i didn't like to have you know, shortness of breath or anything like that. So I forgot about this, but yeah, you could, you, the whole purpose of the vaping thing was to be able to do the same practice and the same habit without having to take in the nicotine because apparently that was the bad thing and not all the carcinogens that were already put in, into, uh, into the cigarette, right? Cause that's really what the problem is. It's not really so much the nicotine as it is all the, there's formaldehyde in cigarettes too, by the way. Hey, look at that. They soak their leaves in formaldehyde because it tricks your body into absorbing more than 4% of the nicotine that's in the cigarette, making you addicted faster to the nicotine so that therefore you then need to smoke more faster and then they got you, right? But there's also all kinds of stuff. There's, there's, oh, I'm sorry. Formaldehyde isn't what they soak it in. They soak it in ammonia, but there is formaldehyde also in the cigarettes, guaranteed, most, most brands. You got to get the ones that are, you know, chemical free if you're going to be that person. But the one, 
the reason why vaping was a thing is, is because they would you could lower your nicotine um you know the the amount of nicotine in the vape years you know the, the whole the whole concept there was to gradually decrease the amount until you're at zero and then you're still vaping but there was no nicotine in it so it was like weaning yourself off of it by you know the next time you go to the store you buy the one with a little bit less you know uh you know concentration of nicot of nicotine in it lower 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 zero you know what i mean so that's that's why they uh they they introduced uh, vape in the first place but a lot of them were using the same chemicals that they use in um uh what do you call it radiator fluid so <laughs> yeah so it, it, it that's probably not a good thing to to be sucking into your lungs either called cloud chasing that literally do zero vape or zero nick right and you can you can reduce it the whole point of vaping was to get yourself off of it into something that's quote-unquote healthier but still be able to practice the habit yeah and and the people that was doing all these cloud chasing videos and stuff hooking their their mods up to car batteries and stuff who do you think that was that was the ad campaigners that mm -hmm. was the people that was designed for this this uh astroturf project for everybody to jump on i can't remember if it was george or if it was uh stephen briggs uh, our friend who's the author over in canada but he, some now that i think about it it could have also been john from ireland who's talking about this one of those guys has a neighbor that blows like giant puffs of he thought fog was ro rolling into his neighborhood one day because these <laughs> <laughs> people was like vaping just i know you know crazy, crazy amounts of money giant batteries hooked up to everything and they're like little like amateur scientists the way they talk mm -hmm. about this stuff too they just put we'll remdesivir see. out saying that that's the only um treatment that that's acceptable for yeah, doctors and murder. hospitals for it's, for infants for newborns yeah it's just murder everything that you look at right now any any kind of study that that goes on from nursing homes all the way to hospitals uh hospice uh cancer patients everything there's no solutions you don't see a solution in any of their charts there's no solution for any no, of them. They're, not they're supposed all to be. set to die. They're all set expiration dates. They don't plan on them surviving because they want them to die. Right. And they want this it to be, and they, they need their numbers so that they can scare other people yeah, who aren't yeah, susceptible this, into this, freaking out and getting the shot. We are at the last days of Agenda 21. They literally are trying to get it down to 500 million. And uh, I mean, like. If you think that sounds crazy, they just basically in another uh but the uh, the world economic forum had basically announced that they're it you know as if they were somehow different in the first place announcing their um uh, what do you call it i can't understand what i'm saying right now <laughs> announcing their uh their cooperation with the with the world health organization and the united nations on a project for their agenda for 2030. Do you understand what that means? They just flat out said it for their agenda for 20. They're not even, they're straight up telling you that there's a, this is an annihilation process. It, you know, an, an annihilation in progress. They just straight up said it in that particular uh, video. It's a, it's a guy from the World Economic Forum, some representative there. It's not Klaus, some other guy saying, we're happy to announce our, uh, our cooperation or our, our, uh, our teaming up with or you know with with mr uh you know with, with the united nations and it's to help uh get to our goals for agenda 2030 it was absolutely insane when i it was on an instagram post like people could sit there and tick their head and go yeah right ah, all they want but guess what you're, you're 
your day is going to come. And they're not investigating it anymore. They're letting serial killers get away with their murders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What do you and, think Dr. Fauci is? Well, I mean, look at this too, Josh. I mean, the corruption and the, the degradation of society, this chaos thing is also supposed to distract us. Gavin Newsom a while back just like basically legalized theft up to $950. You can go ahead and rob, rob small businesses of $950 worth of product before they'll even prosecute you. They banned that that stupid first uh, polio shot after 25 people died in a five-year spread study. Right. And how many five people? Five years. Five years, 25 people died, and they banned it worldwide. Okay? This should tell people how severe what's really going on right now. I've got two books that I've read from many times. Well, the Dissolving Illusions I haven't yet, but the one, you know, Murder by Injection. It goes right over this whole thing about yep. how even Jonas Salk himself denounced his own discovery, the thing that put him on the map that everybody knows him yep. for. He said this was not good science. It was bad. Yeah. It was not They're the correct answer. They're murdering people. They're killing them off. They're mm -hmm. purposely just killing people. And Jonas Salk wasn't the first one. The smallpox thing was the first time that they put something yep. out, and it was everything was always on a decline, and then they introduced the shot and then give the shot the, the, the credit. Yep. It's Ask every single time. Home. Ask any funeral home how busy they are. You think they are or they're not? Oh, they are. Because of they the are. shots, right? Not so much the, they, yeah. No, dude, and that's the thing is they're used to it being stories like traffic accidents, heart attacks, drunk driving, stuff like that. Nope, not the, it was, it, for a whole year it was just COVID. Mm-hmm. A whole damn year, just COVID. Well, because everything COVID, that everybody that it, you could freaking hang yourself and you died of COVID or with exactly. COVID. Exactly. COVID, COVID, like right. it, it's, it's wake. Everybody needs to wake up hundred percent. They are gaslighting everything. They're lying straight up to your face because they want you to walk your children into the fire. Quite literally, Josh, that's a great analogy because what are we talking about here? We're talking about the cult of ball. You yes. know, this is who's behind everything. And this is my, now do you understand the significance of my name and my purpose here? Okay. So let me just let me just interject here to, just to put this down because this is the, the mission statement that's published in my book. If you look at my Instagram account, which is Ballbusters, it's at Ballbusters. The, the two B's are capitals, right? What I say in there is to create a world where child killers and pedophiles run for their lives instead of for office. We are the warriors of the Constitutional Republic. We just have to remember, did you forget who you are that's why i play that part in the beginning intro of every one of these videos and every one of these broadcasts as well did you forget who you are my book's about because it goes right back to it like these people mankind existed and they saw that the sun gave them warmth it gave them food it gave them you know because things grow and they had plants and they had animals and all this other stuff it gave them comfort and they didn't make a, a god name or a, a worshiping idol. People or other reptilians or something with a parasite in their goddamn brain decided that they were going to elect themselves and tell, as the proprietors of all things natural in, in the world and that they had control of it. And, and through sorcery, magic, and, and trickery, we're going to convince the people. And just incidentally, Hermes is the merchant god of uh and he's also known as the trickster I mean, what, what is loki is, is loki not the trickster so the caduceus actually is representative of hermes also known as mercury 
and what is put in vaccines, right? Hermes has nothing to do with medicine. He's the trickster merchant god and, you know, also represented by the Nordic uh, mythos of Loki. The staff of, I'm going to say it wrong, and I probably spelled it wrong here, so I'm not going to say it, but that staff, the single snake staff, is the only true god of medicine. And when it says Moses' Moses's bronze staff, it says, anyone bit by a serpent only had to look at the staff and he healed and, and be healed of the snake's venom. Pretty interesting, right? The, the tribes or whatever, that they somehow had some kind of gift and that they were now the intermediary between them and their creator, whom they never named, who they never... It was all simple stuff, right? Yeah. And then these yeah. people evolve into what we now see as the medical industry because pharmacia mm -hmm. quite literally is sorcery and witchcraft. It even says so in, like, I mean, if you want to go to Galatians, if you want to go... And alchemy is right part of that i think i'm probably gonna repeat myself in here so i might just skip ahead because i think i'm actually going over something i had already gone over in, in the interjections but, uh revelation thing all over again and then boom some a bunch of freaks do the same thing to us who survive oh, yeah. in galatians bible describes pharmacia as it's the irresist the lustful and sorceries exactly and that's exactly the situation we have right now mm -hmm. and i don't think that revelations i don't think that like a lot of things that they say like well there's two things because you know patterns in, are cyclical and 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 you know when there's a cataclysmic event god knows if it's natural or unnatural cataclysmic event resets everybody we're all blown away back to stone age come back out of the earth when when everything's good again and we start over again but we have no memory of what happened last time and we have to rebuild everything all over again and then boom some a bunch of freaks do the same thing to us who survived maybe the last cataclysm and always had it out for us and wanted to finish the job and here we are but the point being is that even if revelations did already happen 30 times in the past, it's happening again now because they keep using the same playbook over and over again. Oh, yeah. And that's... Speeding, it looks like they're speeding up the things, dude. That's, well, they, uh, the, the more the more things... The more they have, you know, resistance or pushback or something happens where their information is let out that's not supposed to. And I think some of it actually is supposed to because they want the fear factor in there too. Yeah. And they want people to be nervous and scared because that's energy. That's energy that they feed off of. That's energy that can, you know, if they scare people enough, then they can control them a lot easier because your brain, your 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 ability to think and comprehend and, and utilize, you know, deductive reasoning skills, it kind of falls to the wayside because now you're in this panic. Mm -hmm. The other thing too is that that's been known to be an energy force for harnessing a long time. of energy. Like if you just study any of the any of the uh, old cultic uh, rituals, the reason why they traumatize people before they torture them to death and kill them in you know it's not just for the adrenochrome but because that's how they utilize the ritual that's 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 we are all part of this public ritual whether we like it or not yep and um they're trying very hard to scare everybody that because a it's easier to steer people you know we are the herd right we're supposed to be well, anyway. yeah, the, last, the last people they're easier to control exactly so not so much with... even just the less people, but they want to control everybody into obviously yes doing stupid things, and then the rest being forced to do stupid things, even if they aren't, even if they do know better. But in addition to that, you know, you have to scare and convince everybody. Uh, you got to yeah. or convince the neighbors to turn them in. You know what I mean? So there's going to be a whole lot of. And the thing that I don't actually mention here, but I guess I was trying to get at, but I, I guess I wasn't saying it right, is that the people who are aware of what's going on are going to be the ones that are the most scared and that's where the real that's where the that's the, that's the the select choice meets for these people who are you know 
feeding off this negativity is knowing that they're that they're petrifying the people that actually know what's going on. The people that are oblivious are just going to be that's the easy pickings. That's the that's the low hanging fruit, right? The people who are well aware of this but seem like they can't do anything about it because nobody else is stepping up and taking responsibility for how the world is uh is handled, how life and and their communities are are treated. Those people have to basically sit there and and wait for their time to come because no one else is helping to resolve it. So that's why I'm saying, guys, we are the warriors of the Constitutional Republic. Well, it's time. It's time to activate the chaos going on. This, I mean, this is literally what's happening, and I, I don't know how how much closer I could get to this. If, if anybody has any like common sense left, to that that still like waiting to, you know, I don't know what you're waiting for, but you got to think about this, okay? I'm running up to you and telling you the pancake syrup is poison. I'm telling you there's arsenic in that shit, and you're eating it. You're sitting there eating it. Every single day you've been eating it, and I'm telling you now, I, I, I found exactly what's in it. Are you going to keep eating that? And that's the thing, too. And you know what? Somebody who doesn't does, – that's such a great analogy because there's also that cognitive dissonance, Josh. Somebody was saying, like, uh, when it comes to immigration, like, uh, they were making the – I had different views – six seven years ago right about immigration i was like well why are people being because i i was listening to television too much you know and i was like well why are people uh so upset like we came over it's kind of rude to like slam the door in the face once you get here they're like no you don't get it there's no screening there's no this no that and they said well let's say you get a, a and this has nothing to the mentality and the attitude because these people aren't coming here to to embrace our culture and to and to work hard like uh those of the past they're here to collect the uh the guaranteed handouts that have already been promised them so there's a whole different mentality it's an entitlement mentality that actually destroys societies jar of jelly beans and three of them are poison do you get do you take those and feed them to your kids even though you are well aware that three or four of them are poison and that will exactly. kill them so so the, so that was the analogy for immigration because they don't because you know bad people could come across and that could be an easy way to, for them to get here now look at the immigration thing, but that's not my point I'm trying to make. My point is, well, why not use that same that same logic when it comes to shots? We don't have 25. We have tens of thousands of people that are – and that's just VARES reporting 1% of it. Right. You know what I mean? So what what are we really yeah, looking at here? Reported. That's not even the, – the real reporting that they was trying to hide, which is now leaked everywhere. So now there's actual documented recordings, and we got VARES on top of that, and we got military data dumped on top of military that. Military data that is declassed or got leaked? Because they wouldn't Both. have declassed it. Both. Both. Okay. We got some that was declassed and some that got leaked. I would hope that those are patriots. Because here's the thing that I've noticed too, Josh. A lot of these people who have gained our trust these last two and a half years, when Dr. Artis came out with this information and... All right, I'm going to skip over this because we already went over that a little bit. Let's see. Pandemic yeah, in out. August. Yeah, and then in December of... Uh, <laughs> Amazing, in right? Yeah, in December of 2019, just, just before they started you know, bringing this out, I didn't want that up my nose for a test that I knew was was faulty and fake and and couldn't possibly tell me whether or not I had a, was an illness. So why would I PCR. let them do that? At, yeah, why would I let them give me a PCR test at a, at a at a hospital for an operation on my arm to, yeah. to, to, to set a bone and put a plate in it? They, I was like, no, killed. there's no way I'm going to do this. 
They killed off the inventor, the guy that invented Carrie Mullis. Yeah, Carrie Mullis was a great guy. Yeah, he invented the the PCR test, and they killed him purposely just before, right before this pandemic. Yeah, broke in out. August. Yeah, and then in December of. Uh, <laughs> Amazing, right? Yeah, in December of 2019, just just before they started, you know, bringing this out, they also killed. Um, oh God, I'm gonna forget Brandy Brandy Vaughn, who was a, yeah. uh, a I believe I I want to say it was Pfizer that she worked for. Whoever had that um, that oh, one yeah. pill that was killing hundreds of thousands they, of people with. Uh, they, they don't like the they don't like the people that actually been keeping track of this information. And artist is definitely one of them. He's been staying on top of this. Um, and I bet you he, he he knows about the stuff that I know about with Kodak. He knows probably the exact information I know about. The Kodak? original The original Warp Speed bill was only for Kodak. Kodak was literally the only acting company that the bill was wrote for. And they purposely kicked out Kodak saying Donald Trump had inside trading going on with it. They purposely kicked that out. And then look who actually really has inside trading going on with Pfizer. Uh, all of the rest of the, the exactly. unfree world. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the company that replaces Kodak? How right. amazing. How amazing. That is something. Ivermectin. Uh, they was going to promote Ivermectin. Your local news. Brought to you by Pfizer. Ivermectin. It was going to be a monoclonal antibody treatment. And that's what Kodak was going to promote. And nah, they didn't want that. Do you, you have evidence of that, the, like as yes. far back as the very beginning? Yes. yes. That's imp that's important information. The websites there. are still online. They're still on whitehouse.gov too. My God. There's there's so much nonsense going on. Like there's some really – and you know what? I, I had been saying this for a long time. I'm like, why do you trust anything that comes from the medical – after everything that they've shown us? And I've been doing this yeah. research on vaccines for – six years now because my daughter is almost six right so a little bit mm -hmm. more than that and rebecca thank god i had her because she was making sure that she did all her studies before we had our daughter and um we we left california because of that reason because california it's a really hard struggle to get you know to not be constantly pestered and being threatened that they're going to take your child yeah. if you if you don't do what the state tells you to do so we moved fuck it we're not gonna we're not gonna subject ourselves to that we're gonna yeah. we're gonna live yeah. our family and yeah. protect our daughter this incident that happened right now, I think, was the biggest in your face the world got to see. This is way bigger than the Tuskegee experiments. Everybody got to see what's going on. The only people that are in, in the shells still right now are the deniers. All right. I'm going to play the rest of this after the radio show because I've got about two minutes left, and I want to just start this. Uh, this, I believe, is very important. And... I got to make sure I get to the right spot here. Here it is. His name is Paracelsus. Paracelsus. Now listen to this guy. Paracelsus. This is from ODD TV. Known as the father of toxicology, Paracelsus was an avid occultist who thought that metals such as mercury, lead, tin, copper, and gold could purify the body. He would often try to heal people from disease using quicksilver, also known as mercury. Many died as a result of the treatment given by Paracelsus. Yet today, we still see things like mercury in our vaccines. That's actually because of Paracelsus. Besides him being a physician and a philosopher, he was also a metallurgist and a hardcore alchemist. And that's... And an occultist. 
and part of the secret societies. Why he was so intent on using metals in his work as a physician. The main objectives of alchemy are to transmute base metals like lead and mercury into gold, to find a universal cure for all ailments, to find a universal solvent that could break down anything including gold, and finally to find an elixir to prolong life. A highly sought-after object known as the Philosopher's Stone could assist with all of these goals. Another sought-after substance in alchemy is what's called Azoth. Defined as the universal remedy of Paracelsus, Azoth was considered to be a universal medication or universal solvent and was sought for in alchemy. Similar to another alchemical idolized substance, Alkahest, Azoth was the aim, goal, and vision of many alchemical works. Its symbol was the caduceus. All right, guys, we got to go from the radio show. Stay on board. On um, I got to get off Factor on the radio, too, I believe. And then we can, maybe I can stay on there. Um, I'm going to continue recording. Check out the podcast. Check out the Joshua TV uh, video platform and Roku TV to find the, uh, the bonus material that I'm going to continue to do this video. I'm not going to stop the video. I'm going to keep going. But I'm going to have to leave the this right now. So take care, guys. See you next week. And let me get disconnected here i just gotta find it Boop. all right i gotta pull it up and disconnect Boop. all right so we're off of there i'm pretty sure i can still keep going on fact hunter radio i don't i don't think he's got anything planned uh for broadcast at the moment but he can tell me if he is so um here we go let's keep going with this one actually you know what let me start this one from the beginning because this is a really good video, and it's from ODD TV. This came out a little bit over year, March 1st, 2021. And he said, stay tuned for the part two. It hasn't happened yet. So I'm starting at 33 seconds, which is kind of funny. But let's start there. Be vigilant. Oh, you know what? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. What is pharmakia? Now it's Peter 5, 8, Pharmakia by the way. is a form of the Greek root word from which we get our English words pharmacy, pharmacist, and pharmaceutical. According to Vine's expository dictionary, the definition of pharmakia is the use of medicine, drugs, and spells, poisoning, and sorcery. So this book, is a, it says, Vine's Complete Expository Dictionary of Old and New Testament Words. That's pretty cool. I'm, I'll have to take a look at that. Sorcery. Strong's Concordance backs this up with its similar list of definitions. The and the new Strong's, uh, I can't really read what it says, but it says Concordance of the Bible. Very interesting. The use or the administering of drugs, poisoning, sorcery, magical arts, often found in connection with idolatry and fostered by it, the deceptions and seductions of idolatry. The Bible makes you... So does pharmacy sound like a good thing yet? Do you see that it was idolatry and corruption, basically, so far as what we're looking at, and, and witchcraft and trickster? Well, gee, I guess Hermes would be the guy then, right? If Hermes is the trickster, and Mercury, the other symbol that they use as Hermes as his placement, right? So you have Mercury or Hermes. It doesn't really matter which one you pick. What's that noise? Okay. That's in the house somewhere. Anyway, so... 
that uh that is not with the staff of uh, a cephalus or cephalus. he'll he'll say it the right way um we'll I, i'm just gonna let him do it let's just let him use do of it. the word <laughs> three times once in galatians as witchcraft and twice in revelation as sorceries let's quickly go over galatians 5 20 we will read verses 16 through 21 to get a better grasp on what's being said this i say then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh. So, uh, 18 is really interesting to me. Uh, it says, but if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Does that mean you're not you're not bound by the laws of man because you are now, you know, connected to your higher self or to God, and you're listening to what your 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 instinct tells you rather than what the 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 corrupted laws of man tell you? That's how I read that because I want to look at things in a positive way that gives you some kind of um, ability to say no, thank you. This is not how I'm going to roll my life. I'm not going to just do what you say because this is in complete contradiction to you know, self-preservation and my, my, my health and well-being and my pursuit of happiness. Are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, hatred, variance, emulation. Okay, so here, here's what they said. Okay, so this is, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, uh, lascivi lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft is what he said there, hatred, variance, or variance, like V-R-E-I-N-C-E or V-A-R-A-I-N-T-S, right? Emulation, and then I'll let him finish. Wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Here, the word witchcraft denotes the use of drugs as a lust of the flesh. Now let's have a look at Revelation 18.23. Let's quickly read verses 21 through 24. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of... Let me pause there because I have actually a, a, a piece of literature here to read to you and it says bofm blog dot blog i believe that's the the book of mormon dot blog uh, it says pharmacia sorcery deception all right pharmacia sorcery deception april 30th 2021 now i want to read where is it for those who did not belong to their church did indulge themselves in sorceries and idolatry or idleness and in babblings and in envies 
envyings and strife, wearing costly apparel, being lifted up in the pride of their own eyes, persecuting, lying, thieving, robbing, committing whoredoms, and murdering, and all manner of wickedness. Nevertheless, the law was put in force upon all those who did transgress it inasmuch as it was possible. So now there's another possibility of what the law means. The law of God, in which you're not subject to it if you're not doing the bad things, because these people are all doing the wicked things, and the law was put in force upon all those who did transgress it in as much as it was possible. Right? And it came to pass that there were sorceries and witchcrafts and magics, and the power of the evil one was wrought upon all the face of the land, even unto the fulfilling of all the words of Abinadi and also Samuel and uh, Lamanite. Lemonite or whatever, and that's in Mormon 119. And then it says, After watching a magician perform a trick, our first thought is usually, How did he do that? The answer is simple misdirection. A skillful magician leads us to focus our attention on something that seems important while he accomplishes his trick on the, on the side. We miss the thing we, are re we really want to see because something else is distracting us. All right, now there's something about Babylon in here. That's why I came here in the first place. I just got to make sure I can find it. It says, yeah, according to the Thayer Greek Dictionary, pharmakia is the true, is, is, pharmakia is the use or administering of drugs, poisoning, poisoning, and sorcery, magical arts often found in connection with idolatry and fostered by it. Okay, all right. Does this sound like something you want to subject your family to? All right, now let's see if I can find that one. I know they said something about Babylon in here, but I guess I can't find it now because it's, you know, important. That's how it works. As illustration in the following parable, sometimes misdirection comes not from trickery, but from good things that seem more important than they really are. A jeweler had a... Pre yeah, okay, I'm not going to read a fable. And it says, Republicans have pointed out that approximately 90% of the bill, which was passed by the House along party lines, has nothing to do with COVID-19 relief. One of the largest components of the bill is $350 billion for states and cities, which Republicans have argued is a way to bail out poorly run and uh, profligates and profligates that and cities at the expense of the well-run most Republican states. Just the news, March 6, 2021. All right, well, I guess I did find the part that said something about Babylon specifically, but we'll just move on from here. Uh, Mormon speaks of our day today. The works of Satan are upon the entire world. They are woven into our everyday lives. These sorceries include television, news, entertainment, athletics, banks, deep state, movies, holidays like Christmas's Santa Claus, and Halloween's evil costumes. Well, whatever. Some things you have to just have a thicker skin for and not be such a you know, so, so subjected to such a, a weak attempt at evil. I mean, come on, you got to have a little bit of a skin here, a little bit of an armor, right? Your armor of God. Come on now. All right. So let's go back to what we were watching. Harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard. Pipers, you know, like pan and trumpeters like, oh, no, the orange man who brought us into warp speed death. No more at all in thee. And no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. He's saying in you, right? So that your connection with God will be destroyed. What do you think the mRNA shots do? What do you think the VMAT2 gene being suppressed does to you? 
disconnects your 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 ability to connect with your your empathy your your understanding of right and wrong they're making you puke out the apple because it wasn't just the knowledge of good and evil okay good that what does that actually mean it means the understanding of right and wrong so if you find that you come to a realization that everything that you're doing you can't help it because you live in an evil world you can't help but be participating in this evil because that's just what you've been brought into you've been born into this 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 fashion then then you will of course hide because you feel that you are naked right because and then you also understand that the person that's been dictating you or or leading you around it was also deceiving you and and of evil itself so you would hide and feel naked right but it was because you had the knowledge of good and evil now but also the knowledge of right and wrong and you understand that what you were doing and participating in was wrong and you felt immediate um you were uh, what do you call it? repentant for it you felt bad for it and you wanted to figure out how to stop it and you feel terrified because it's everywhere you you're, you're submerged in it and you feel like you're the only one that's what real awakening is this isn't like some kind of epiphany new age thing where all of a sudden you just feel one with the universe and everybody's happy dancing don't shave their armpits anymore start putting on patchouli and uh throw on a bunch of beads that's not what that's not what being awakened is that's not that's not what becoming a, a oh I, I i'm awakened truther now no it's terrifying because you realize just how embedded this evil really is into everything for thy merchants were the great men of the earth for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. This part of Revelation tells us that Babylon will deceive all nations with the use or administration of drugs. Is anyone making the connection yet? <clears throat> Bill Gates. Though these scaffolds are not officially classified as a drug, the dictionary definition. So he's on YouTube, right? So he, well, he, you just saw it when it, when he muffled that word. It was although vaccines are not considered a drug. He was trying to say, but he had to muffle it and put a censored button over the top of it. Definition of the word drug definitely applies to a substance used in the diagnosis, treatment, or prevention of a disease, or as a component of a medication. Every major pharmaceutical company in the world is whipping up toxic chemical concoctions that they can label as When you think about it, all the Hollywood tropes and cliches, like the way they portray fictitious witches when creating magic potions, isn't too far off from reality when drug companies create a new vaccine. Some ingredients in Vniskaz as listed by the CDC on their website include aluminum, which causes Alzheimer's disease, Formaldehyde, aka embalming fluid. And what did we just talk about? Thimerosal, which contains 49.6% mercury, acetone, which is a solvent and nail polish remover, plus many other highly questionable chemicals. Acetone is what they use in a soxalent um, distillator that extracts things from other things. So if you're trying to make an extract, you can use alcohol, you can use ethanol, which is usually what they use for food grade stuff, but they also use acetone. So when you're getting pepper sprayed, there could be acetone in that pepper spray as well, because there's no, there's the two things. They could have used ethanol or they could have used acetone. Acetone is something that strips 
you know, the, 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 the root uh, substance out of things. That doesn't seem like something you'd want to course through your veins. These are toxins which are never to be consumed orally, but in sneeze, they are injected directly into the body. Also used in vaccines are and animal parts, including... What he said there, for those of you just listening, uh, he said aborted fetal tissue. Those from chickens, pigs, dogs, monkeys, horses, rabbits, cows, etc. Is this not a veritable witch's brew of chemicals, organisms, and animal parts? Basically, pharmacy mixes up different types of poison, patents it, packages it, and claims that it can treat certain diseases. The main problem with that system is that poison is poison. Pharmaceutical drugs and vaccines are extremely toxic and when introduced into the body, have negative effects on the system from head to toe. These are not just side effects or unintended sicknesses or diseases. These are direct effects because these things don't belong in the body to begin with, so putting them in there is going to directly affect it. Paracelsus. Although we started listening to this, I'm just going to let it play through because this is good stuff. We got about 11 minutes left of this video. Known as the father of toxicology, Paracelsus was an avid occultist who thought that metals such as mercury, lead, tin, copper, and gold could purify the body. He would often try to heal people from disease using quicksilver, also known as mercury. Many died as a result. If you guys want to see the the Hollywood version of the story of Paracelsus, uh, there is a, a video or a movie called Paracelsus from 1943. It's -A -A -E result of the treatment given by Paracelsus. Yet today, we still see things like mercury in our vaccines. That's actually because of Paracelsus. Besides him being a physician and a philosopher, he was also a metallurgist and a hardcore alchemist. Let me just say this too, because when I was going through this, and I'm going to be talking about this in my book as well, about Yahweh. Yahweh was not something that was unique to the uh, Judaism or to the, you know, the Old Testament. You know, it, This was coming straight from the Canaanites. Yahweh, there was a pantheon of 235 different gods, at least, from the Ugaritic texts that they found at Ugarit. <clears throat> and when you look at these things, Yahweh was the god of metal, <clears throat> excuse me, the god of metallurgy. And all these people are alchemists, and it's kind of interesting, right? Alchemical, metallurgy, that's the god that they chose from the Pantheon, who wasn't even like, he wasn't, they are, they, they are quite literally the, the cult of Baal, but the person that they put in front of us is Yahweh, and they call him the supreme being. But whatever happened to El? Where'd he go? Right? El was supposed to be the benevolent creator. So so Baal took over, basically. He's a fertility god. That's when everybody started sacrificing their, their children to and having orgies for because he's a fertility god. So kind of like Pan, kind of like Dionysus, right? And now they're, they're presenting to the rest of the world through the, to the Old Testament, New Testament, that Yahweh is the guy that everybody should be following as, as the one and only. And he's just a superficial god of the Canaanites who became very important when they started discovering metals in their in their mountains because he was the god of metallurgy. Interesting stuff. And that's why he was so intent on using metals 
in his work as a physician. The main objectives of alchemy are to transmute base metals like lead and mercury into gold, to find a universal cure for all ailments, to find a universal solvent that could break down anything including gold, and finally to find an elixir to prolong life. A highly sought-after object known as the Philosopher's Stone could assist with all of these goals. Another sought-after substance in alchemy is what's called Azoth, defined as the universal remedy of parasites. You know, I'm not 100% sure that I don't... Well, I suspect that when they're talking about their, their quest for the Philosopher's Stone, that that might be cryptic to understanding how to utilize the pineal, the pineal gland. And that's what they're calling the Philosopher's Stone. I, I'm not 100% sure that that could be validated or, or, or verified, but they do talk in, in, encrypted an awful lot. So let's just, let's put a pin in that and we'll, we'll go back to that some other time. Delsis, Azoth was considered to be a universal medication or universal solvent and was sought for in alchemy. Similar to another alchemical idolized substance, Alkahest, Azoth was the aim, goal, and vision of many alchemical works. Its symbol was the caduceus. The term, while originally a term for an occult formula sought by alchemists much like the Philosopher's Stone, became a poetic word for the element mercury. Keep this all in mind, I found some incredible connections to do with all of this information. It says, symbols. Okay, there you go. The bowl of Hygieia is one of the most widely recognized symbols of pharmacy. In Greek mythology, Hygieia is the daughter and assistant of Aesculapius, the god of medicine and healing. Hygieia's symbol consists of a bowl containing a medicinal potion with the serpent of wisdom drinking from it. The serpent of wisdom also appears on the rod of Aesculapius. We're just assuming that the serpent is drinking from it and not spitting its venom into it, right? Because how would we know? Which is the symbol of medicine. Aesculapius is the Greek god of medicine and son of Apollo. In the United States, the caduceus is commonly used as the symbol for the healthcare industry. So when you hear Apollo, think Roman. When you hear Zeus, think Greek, okay? That's that's the the equivalent that we're, you should make there. So we're talking about this particular character being the uh, the son of Apollo. Most gods were the son of Apollo because he was the supreme god. Even though it's associated with the Greek god Hermes and has nothing to do with medicine. Skilled in persuasion and bartering, and also known as a trickster, Hermes is the patron of merchants, traders, thieves, liars, and gamblers. But here's where it gets crazy. It's 100%, absolutely, positively, no accident that the caduceus is used as the symbol of medicine in the divided states of Zombieland and some other places too, but it's abundant in the US. Have a look at the image of Baphomet. I've brought this up numerous times. The the wing, the, the, the male member of, the, of Baphomet, right? He has... It, it, his male member is the the, rod, the staff of, of Hermes with two snakes, the crate snake and the cobra probably, right? Because that's what they're using. They're using two different types of snake venom 
uh, you know, extracts or whatever for these these poisonings that they're doing that they're injecting you in remdesivir. But why would you think that something that is considered an evil, um, an evil deity or whatnot, an evil symbol, an evil uh, concept? with the horned goat face and all this other stuff again throw back to pan who is a goat god right you know, he's a he was a he was a goat boy this guy has wings as well but um his wing is the is the caduceus and so what do you think comes out the end of that right pretty gross right so you're injecting yourself with the semen of the devil is that is that what, what the symbology is here there's a caduceus representing its male anatomy Baphomet is androgynous, meaning it's both male and female. It's a hermaphrodite. The word hermaphrodite comes from Hermaphroditus, who was the son of Hermes and the goddess of love known as Aphrodite. Aphrodite, buddy. Also known as Mercury and Venus. Hermaphroditus was one day physically merged with his wife, resulting in a body that was equally both male and female in nature. For those of you who can't see this, they <laughs> they just put up a picture of Michelle Obama. Hey, look, another connection that I made earlier with the water thing. Here's an image of Hermaphroditus, or simply Hermaphrodite, in some old alchemical occult literature. And there's a snake in one hand and three snakes in a chalice in the other. Its father, Hermes, a.k.a. Mercury, carries a caduceus which also symbolizes the phallus of the Baphomet. And the Baphomet is a representation of what's known as the great work in alchemy. On its arms are the words solve and coagula, which is the alchemical process. It basically means broken down and rebuilt. Or if we want to talk about snake venom, one clots and one makes it hard to clop. Right? Right? You see these connections here? So one of them has the, you could, you know, if you get bit by one particular snake, the, its method of killing you is to have you then bleed out because of it, in, in addition to the poison making you, like, you know, stunned to the point where you collapse and you're, you, you're basically, all your, your organs are failing at the time. But you're bleeding out as well. Well, the other one clots you and clogs up your, your passageway so that your blood doesn't flow right to your organs and kills you that way but solve and coagulate right so so break down and then and then build back up or coag you know when you coagulate that's when your blood thickens when and then the solve would be when you're thinning your blood and that's exactly what dr artist was saying about those two different two different types of venoms doing two different types of things if you didn't see that i'm bringing it up now if it wasn't part of this video then it's part of the mike art uh, the Mike Adams video that I had watched and that's why I'm bringing this up two different types of ven so venoms have different properties and those those are two of the properties that they do have one you know some some of the venoms some of the components in the venom will will, will uh, make your blood clot like you've been seeing and others will make it thin out and that would be also dangerous because you know that's like you know having um, what they call it a hemophiliac where they can't stop bleeding Everything connects and ties together so perfectly here. It gets even crazier. I can't lie. I blew my own mind working on this project. I'm not saying I'm the first one to figure this out, but I did indeed figure this out on my own 
with no prior knowledge to any of it. So check this out. One of the goals of the satanic ruling class is to make society sexless and do Let's go over these uh, 17 right here. The, new, the One World Order goals. This, this is also the World Economic Forum. This is also Socialism, Communism, Communist Manifesto, the Protocols of Lord Elders of Zion, the United Nations, everything. All of these things are all the same goal. Wipe out the lower class. That would, no, actually wipe out the middle class. I will, I will correct that. It's the entrepreneurs, the people who are independent that they want to get rid of. GMOs, Codex, Elementarius. I've... Uh, shown that video before where they're going to make they're going to outlaw all the nutrients and call them poisons forced vaccinations well we're that we're already at step three um propaganda brainwashing indoctrination obviously destroy family unit privatize water rationing it's coming it's coming and you know it would almost it would almost be you know what's going to be in that water anyway you know <laughs> implement 5g smart grid that's a kill grids right so when you uh attempt to become independent and you want to free yourself from this madness of being locked into this new system where everything is about social credit scores and your, your family is starving because you don't, you don't jive well. Um, or they found a, a post from, Insta from, from Facebook from, you know, eight years ago that they're going to use against you and say that you are not, uh, not to be renewed. You're not, to, you can't even be, you can't even be re-educated. Uh, that's, <laughs> That's when you try to you try to escape. Well, you just had a bunch of technology injected into your body, and once you get to a certain point, it's to be like you know the invisible fence that you have for a dog. You're gonna get zapped, and then you're gonna be dead, right? Slave labor, obviously, that's happening. Uh, create more debt, tax population. Duh, duh. That's part of the protocols of Lord Elders of Zion. Harmonize under one world order. <laughs> Prison-like megacities. Forced austerity. Cap and trade carbon taxes, uh-huh, more control. Environmental restrictions, privatize oceans. Oh, boy, so there goes your uh, uh, international waters escape route that I was contemplating. Control, I was going to live on a boat and be a pirate. <laughs> control resources, strengthen police state, and take guns. Well, we're also there right now. And one world government is number 17. Doing away with traditional men and women. This, in turn, is a form of depopulation and a clever way to gradually destroy the family unit. They are achieving this through the use of everyday products that contain hormone disruptors, aka endocrine disruptors, which are chemicals that interfere with the body's endocrine system and produce adverse developmental, reproductive, neurological, and immune effects in both humans and wildlife. That isn't to say that some people may have and still do are born with natural tendencies to be different than what they're built as, but as rampant as it is, has everything to do with influence through media, the the normalization and the promotion of it so that you think like it's a, the hip cool thing to do or that you feel like you're justified or, you know, they're, they're, they're causing an, art, an artificial condition and telling you that it's a normal thing rather than making you believe that you're or making you understand helping you understand that you know maybe it was the atrazine or some other thing that happened to you or what he's going to explain here with the shot with the shots that's causing confusion in your body the damage is believed to be most severe during prenatal or early pregnancy exposure from the day of conception until an individual is born or hatched 
the development of each stage of life is fully under the control of hormones. Changes that happen during development are far less reversible than those occurring in an adult. You can't go back and rewire the brain. Also thought to have the ability to disrupt hormones. I think her name is Dr. Theo Cloburn and she was also uh, deceased. And confuse the body. Our sneeze. I've WI38 is the cell lines from a female female aborted fetus. He just can't say it on YouTube. Used to cultivate viruses used in vaccines. When you inject the DNA from a female carrying two X chromosomes into a male who already carries one X chromosome and a weaker Y chromosome, you get an overload of X chromosome which makes males believe they are actually females. MRC5 is the cell lines from a male aborted fetus cells. And this can affect girls in the same way. Whether it's the bowl of Hygieia, the rod of Escalapius, or the caduceus, it's rather fitting that snakes are used as the symbol for medicine since it was a serpent that deceived Eve in the Garden of Eden. Not to mention Revelation 12.9 says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. It all ties together. But that's talking about pharmacia, and that's talking about the sorcerers, and that's talking about possibly even a parasitic element inside those people that makes them do this in the first place that may be resemblance may, may resemble something that looks like a serpent inside them and i wouldn't necessarily say that learning what the difference between good and bad or you know is necessarily a, a bad thing that that particular serpent is for you know presented to us as having you know uh what do you call it um liberated the minds of adam and eve to realize that they were you know, maybe not, maybe not uh, being cared for by the the greatest of uh, of beings at that moment, because paradise. If you look at the way way back root word of it, if you look at um, there's there's a there's a, a French guy who does a lot of research into this, and his name escapes me at the moment, but I've I've said it. Anton Parks. He has discovered that the word paradise in its most ancient form literally meant a pen for animals. So when you're in, when you're in the Garden of Eden, you're in the paradise, you're in a pen for animals. That doesn't necessarily, that sounds more like a prison than a, or a work camp than it does a, uh, a place of wonderful things. Here, Satan is clearly established as the serpent that deceives the whole world. Revelation 18.23 Again, that would be more representative of the pharmaceutical industry. Again, states that for by thy pharmacia were all nations deceived. And pharmacia is represented by a snake, or snakes if you live in the divided states. Plus, snakes are always present whenever a hermaphrodite is portrayed. Not to mention the caduceus is toted by Hermes also known as mercury, which has been put in people's bodies since the time of Paracelsus. Pretty much everything that we've gone over stems from Greek mythos and traditions, and I haven't even mentioned the Hippocratic Oath that all new physicians take when they finally become a doctor. 
So that's about it for part one. And that's about it for this show today. You guys have a great one. It's been wonderful. I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead and say goodbye to factorradio.com. Guys, if you want to do the playback, share this, something like that, you can find it on Spotify and every other place that they put uh, podcasts, right? Um, I should be there. And you can find the video format of it. It'll be up on Brand New Tube eventually, but it is going to be on Joshua TV, most certainly, and on the Roku TV channel. Thank you. All right, so we're done there. And now I am independent. I am a free agent at the moment. I don't know how free you can be, agent or otherwise, these days. But I'm off of that broadcast, and I'm just going to say goodbye to everybody here um and please by not by all means you do no please you're gonna want to check out the next uh next week's episode as well because i'm gonna have dr artist on again and we're gonna go deeper into this uh whole discussion that we've been having here and again you're going to want to subscribe to joshutv.com's ballbusters channel because there's going to be a ton of these new guests coming on telling their stories and we're going to be building this the, the warriors of the constitutional republic community and we're going to be expressing our stories telling the you know exposing the wrongs that have been caused to everyday people like us who are good people trying to live their lives and protect their families and live a good life and how they're uh, constantly assaulting us for no good reason and that is going to be one of my focuses and also bringing on super warriors like Dr. Artis. Always bringing up Bill Cooper because he was one of those people. And he explained that it's not up to you to decide that you're going to be placid and, and, and ineffectual. No, you have a duty to the Constitu to the Republic to be part of the militia if, if you're under the age of 43. If you served in the military, you have until 63 or something of that nature to, uh, to, to serve that duty. So you best be doing it. You best not be slacking. Because anybody who doesn't have principles that they would die for at a moment's notice is of no consequence or use to anybody. And that's coming directly from Bill Cooper. Guys, the, the, the book's coming out. The videos are only getting better every day. Um, got a lot of good information coming soon. And the culmination and the vindication and the validation of the work that I was doing in the very beginning is very exciting to me and it motivates me to want to do more of it. So I appreciate you guys listening. Um, again, Spotify, thank you for being the most popular platform from which people download my, my, um, podcast from you guys are amazing. As soon as I figured out how to connect my account to my actual podcast, uh, channel, then I can start updating the pictures and stuff like that. Right now I have an old picture of myself on there that, isn't like uh it's not the greatest and i could actually you know do a little bit more work everything was rss fed over to it so it's not exactly the the current information but we'll uh we'll go from there it'll be good times and uh yeah i again like i said i really appreciate it if you want to help out this radio show please do um get on ballbusters uh, that's the Instagram. So at Ballbusters, B-A-A-L-B-U-S-T-E-R-S, and you have an at in front of that. Okay, uh, join the the Ballbusters Studios at t.me uh, forward slash, and then everything's capitalized. So Ball is capitalized, not the whole word, but just the the first word, letter, right? Ballbusters Studios, and then 
to actually financially help out, you can go to paypal.me, that forward slash, and then ballbusters. And then you can also go to HTTPS, you know, www.tippystream has three E's in it, T-I-P-E-E-E stream.com. And that's, again, it goes forward slash ball hyphen busters, not underscore, but hyphen busters, forward slash donation. I don't like the word donation. It's more like, hey, thanks. Thanks for your work. Anyway, so there you go. That, those are two ways to do it. And then in the descriptions of all my videos, you'll see if you want to pick up a shirt, one of the, like one of these cool ones I'm wearing right now, this is Revolution Radio, has our awesome Ballbusters logo on it, which I got a compliment from an IFBB Pro uh, bodybuilder at the gym yesterday who has a really crazy, really true story about the Illuminati, firsthand experience with the LAPD. And I'm going to try to get him on here too very soon because he absolutely, absolutely needs to share his story and we're gonna it goes right it goes right along with everything that we've been talking about with this you know you know secular humanist new world order police state serving agenda that has nothing to do with protecting and serving anybody and the sick practices and torture that they're doing through the lapd themselves the fraternal order of police is a free masonic type order very connected to the same damn stuff all right talk to you later get the shirts Get the merch. Tippy stream. Love you guys. Bye. And joshuatv.com. Make an account. You want one. You do. You do. Bye. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.